Welcome back. I'm Ghost of Bro. I am joined no, 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 with uh, a couple other guests that we usually have. We got uh, Paul. Hey, you guys. Here. How you doing? And we also have Flair. Hello, hello. Champ. There he is. All right. So how you boys been? How's everything been? How you guys been vibing? Doing good. I'm going to let Flair go first because, Flair, you haven't been on the show in a little while. Uh, that is quite true. The vibes have been the vibes have been very well. Okay. Been a, right. about, a little bit more busier than lately than usual, but been able to still try to keep up with things as well as I possibly could be. Hmm. How's the gaming industry? Uh, that gaming industry is booming for me right now. Hey, let's go. <laughs> there you go, man. Um, as being a, uh, oh shoot, I was talking about like the gaming industry in general because fighting games are up right now. <coughs> well, uh, oh, they, are, they do. Well, I up. mean, yeah, that. But I meant your work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just put that together too. <laughs> no, you're just, it's like, oh right, I do count. <laughs> correct, correct. My bad. Um, yeah, that's actually been going fairly well too. Um, I've switched to a new position for the, I think this is my fifth time. Oh, uh, and now I'm actually, uh, programming as what my degree gave me. So I get a chance to actually be a software developer now. Hey. And that's what I've been doing at the company. I don't really Again. work on the game side yet, but I do work on the back end and front end side. So mm-hmm. more of an engineer, not a game developer. I get it. I get it. But still, so, like, do you work on like the game engine, or like, what does the software developer do? Um, so I'm not aware of any of it. Uh, the game itself is built in Unity, so essentially, I build the front end that calls the game and actually runs the game onto the terminal and the hardware that we have our um, games on because we sell cabinets. Oh, okay. So it's my job to make sure that the communication between the cabinets and the machine and to the games are all aligned up and working correctly along with gotcha. the front end to display like all the different games we have on the cabinets yep so do you sounds cool <laughs> oh it's fun all right so we'll get into it because this one isn't gonna really be a long one so we'll see what we got to chat about what you guys been uh messing around with what you guys been playing hmm or, you know, watching or anything else. See, I thought that's what I was passing the torch to Flair for. Oh, but, uh, So you keep going. I, I Like I said, you haven't been on the show in a little while. Okay. By all means, man. Oh, all right, then. I'll, I'll take the lead on this one, then. And I'll say a lot of my time has been devoted to two games specifically. And that would be Octopath Traveler 2 mm-hmm. and Wolong Dynasty. Wolong Fallen okay. Dynasty. Okay, so you uh, started playing that. But yes. How is it? It is pretty great. And I find that the comparisons of it being pretty much a fusion of Sekiro and Neo are pretty spot on. <laughs> mm. Because the it's gameplay feels <laughs> very much the same. Like, you find yourself doing nothing but parrying, and if you're not parrying, you're playing the game wrong. Uh, <laughs> no i did see that game gave you options like you have uh, like a crap ton of like like moves that you could do in that game as far as like mm-hmm. defensive wise goes because um, you have parry you can parry but you can also well blocking is a different button you can hold sorry. the block and also parry 
same time yeah. as the Mewtwo. So, like, the parry is attached to your dodge, technically. Mm. So, you do have a block button. I don't know why you'd ever use it, but. <laughs> For that exact instance I just talked about, where it's like you hold block and you parry, and if you fuck up, you, you blocked. Damn, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. It's just that, like, damn, like, it, it, if, like, w- to get used to parrying, you really budget, like, it's kind of weird to block. You know what I'm saying? So, like, in some situations, you have to. Sorry, like, I've run into a like- couple. Mm-hmm. Um, where you do, but like, it's it's a scary game. Like, uh, some of the boss fights get pretty intriguing, because I would say the game doesn't overall feel like as horribly difficult in the boss fights as Neo is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes can be, but every boss does feel challenging, and I feel like it's mostly because of the need to parry. Because okay. Some of the bosses just have like one hit KO attacks that are just going to kill you. There's nothing you can do about it. And if they don't kill you, they will kill you eventually because they usually have some sort of secondary effect that causes damage to you. Hmm. Are there um, are there any bosses like what was the, the fire demon in Sekiro? How it kind of felt like it was a bloodborne boss in Sekiro. So you shouldn't parry that. You should run, but it doesn't work that well. <laughs> but it also works. Um, I would say so. I have run into a boss. I'm not really going to go into too much details that are just way off the cuff of like mm. what is usually in games like this. That just made me wonder why. Why the f- am I fighting this? I think I should be like Dante from Devil May Cry or something right now. <laughs> why is my relatively normalized dude fighting this? <laughs> why, is, why is this what we're going against right now? Like the thing with the thing was quite literally the size of a building oh wow and i was chopping ankles <laughs> that's all i could do <laughs> it's like Elden ankles. ring with the, the giant yeah i mean like see i was gonna start off well long honestly um i literally was about to but playing on game pass on pc they still have to work out some things with pc because i went to start it up made my character game crashed twice i was like i I'll wait till the patch. <laughs> I, t- I literally, Paylor was like, "Hey man, wait for the patch." I'm like, "I was like, I'll, I'll be fine, right? I can get around it. I mean, I, it's, it's free right now. I'm playing for the game pass. It's like, I'll, I'll play it. If it's running a little choppy, it's running a little choppy. I'll be okay." Um, I was like, couldn't even get into the game. Just created a character. I was like, "All right, it's there." Like I saw, I went gotcha. back, started the game back up just to see my character was saved, still on the, the menu screen, and I was like, "That's all I needed. I'll just wait." <laughs> as long as I don't gotta remake my character, we straight. I'll just, I'll just wait for that patch because <laughs> it's that's not letting me in. So I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> that's the one thing that sucks about PC sometimes is that you don't no game launch on PC good. It's, at all. It's, unless it's made mm. for it. Yeah, nah. It's like, that's the only. Even way. then. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, technically, Cyberpunk was made for PCs. It screwed up on everything else, but on PC, it didn't work. And it was like, all right. It worked better than it did on uh, anything else, though. That did, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah. it, it still, like, was a broken kind of... It's not <laughs> it really still what a it broken game, been. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, for sure. Wulong is crazy. It looks crazy. I was watching gameplay for it, and I was like, I'm going to play this. I'm not going to beat it. It's just one of those games because I ain't beat Neo mm-hmm. two yet, but I was enjoying it. Um, it's weird. I can definitely play through uh, the Dark Souls series, right? Like I've beaten 
almost every single one of them except for with the exception of two just because that just stops um and bloodborne i haven't beaten bloodborne technically really like basically technically speaking i have the skill set to do it because i went and beat the orphan cost like i did the whole dlc and everything but like i just haven't beaten the base game of bloodborne i've seen the endings and stuff like that because i've watched other people play it, but i've never beaten it okay it's partially to the fact that like i kind of gated myself off to like uh other weapons pretty early because i found the um the the spike the uh, spike and i was i really like it like i really like using the spike but at the same time that's a that's not the best weapon when dealing with a lot of these things that you have to deal mm-hmm. with in that game it's like it's it's basically i have a little knife on my hand that i swing and sometimes i get to do a big hit and i like that but like at the same time i'm like no nah, yeah these 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 people in bloodborne do not care yeah. <laughs> as much <laughs> Was there a reason why you chose like the little knife or? Well, it's it's a power bunker. That's why, because it's like you get to literally. It's because it's a punch weapon that you get to cock back, charge up, and do a powerful hit. And it's a big explosion. It stuns the crap out of anybody almost if you can hit it. But everything in that game dodges so much that it's like eh, it's not the you have to time it obviously, and it's not mm. like you couldn't do it. It's just I know going into certain fights, I'm like yeah. I'm, not at the best advantage <laughs> going into this. Um, but I enjoy using it. But the other thing was just Bloodborne is a little uh, strange to me. I like playing as the hunter. Like, the hunter in Bloodborne is the funnest um, Dark Souls character to play, mm. <laughs> in my opinion. But, like, mm. the bosses in there are so wild and sporadic. In, yeah. in some instances that I actually like I understand why you had that level of movement but it also kind of like takes the fun out of it a little bit for me I can see that because I like fight because like I think everyone has said this before but the coolest fights in Bloodborne are when you're fighting other hunters yeah yeah and so it's like when you're fighting a beast that's like ah, I'm gonna throw this out and then throw this out and do a backflip that's like impossible for most things that size and it's like fine whatever fight Ludwig <laughs> yet or go in the DLC Mm, but like in dark souls for instance i like dark souls bosses mm-hmm. more but i like uh bloodborne's like player character way more and if you like could combine those you'd have like the perfect dark souls game to me like it'd be sick I gotcha. mm. which is kind of why uh, uh elden ring does a really great job because it kind of it doesn't fully mess that but like it does some stuff that allows you to kind of do it you know what i mean like yeah. bloodhound step for instance and like the little dash it's like oh okay that's kind of cool it's kind of sick had to be nerfed. It had to be nerfed. It's too powerful. Fair. <laughs> I was looking at it, and I was sad that it got nerfed, too. Did everybody here beat the game music? <laughs> I, I, a lot of people did. I did not. I, I didn't uh, use it. I did not either. I used some other different OP strategy. It made me mad, though, because I wanted to use Oh, yeah. You best believe I had a knife build. I used blood. Mm. <laughs> that blood loss? Using that. <laughs> You know what I uh, figured out just yesterday that I should have done in the playthrough is if you get the Scarlet Rot dog, I don't know why I never put this together, but he moves, he attacks, he bite, bite, bites, you know, and he puts Scarlet Rot on your bosses, so they're constant heavy poison. I was like, why did I not think of this, you know? <laughs> mm. Scarlet Rot was the other thing. Like, I went through that whole game just <laughs> collecting knives, and apparently there's, like, a knife for almost every, like, 
said like every one of those uh mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. so i was like all right so i found obviously i found the reduvia real early because you know it's the, it's the one that you get from the dude that invades and you're like oh shit fuck that guy up <laughs> give me my shit he's <laughs> like then later on you get like the black knife which is crazy because it has the mark of death right mm-hmm. and then like i got the i got the scarlet rock dagger which isn't as good as uh the the um the black knife because yeah. the black knife reduces their health pool for a while and then poisons them mm-hmm. and i'm like oh whereas you uh, yeah, <laughs> you can um the black knife is from i think it's it's a very specific one in uh i can't remember it's like the gold yeah, area like a dungeon yeah okay yeah it's you gotta you gotta go to it and like homeboy is chilling outside of the the dungeon mm-hmm. it's in the third it's third area of the game third area of the game because um because it's Limgrave, then you have like obviously you have uh the two on the side, fourth. It's up that towards the top of the map where it becomes gold. You know you know the area. <laughs> I just can't remember the name. Um Lando? I think it's Lando. Just Capital, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's it's not yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. It isn't it's the area of the capital, but not in the capital specific like specifically per se. But there's like a dungeon up there when you first get in. There's a black uh there's a black knight sitting outside chilling. She's vibing. You go beat her. She drops the dagger, and you're like, "I right, bet I needed that." <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you use it, it reduces the health of uh, characters while poisoning them. And then if you did scarlet rot or bleed on top of them, they're just dead. They, they, it just it it destroys, it mm. murders. And uh, so I was just running into boss fights with like the black knife on one hand, throwing the little uh, energy thing out, then switching to like. Just the Reduvia and the um, and the Scarlet Rot one. We're just going like, all right, we're just swinging, we're just swinging, and uh, we're just gonna see how much we take off before that black thing wears off. He's <laughs> like the the death mark. Yeah, it was a death mark. He's like, we're just gonna see how much death mark takes off while I'm doing this. <laughs> and then whenever it ran out, I was like, all right, time to re up, <laughs> switch back. I'm like, I'm fighting giant gods with tiny knives, bro. <laughs> My lad, he's like, I'm doing whatever it takes. <laughs> True. It was a good build, though. It was fun. It was actually really fun. I think you're doing something similar. Game using I actually cheesed right? a little bit. What's See, up? that's the thing. Uh, I, I was going to say, I think you're doing a similar thing, like, as far as, like, what I was doing. Because you have, um, oh, yeah. you're doing the thief build right now. So I'll like, I'll tell Flair about that and when I go in my turn I won't <laughs> talk yeah. your ear off on that. So I'm like for sure use your uh, use find find some good knives. <laughs> There's some good yeah. knives in the game. <laughs> for the love of God, find them. <laughs> but um yeah, Flair, go ahead, continue uh, about your uh, the stuff that you were messing around with. Uh, oh, um other than that, uh, well besides like Wolong and Octopath, uh, strangely enough. Uh, one of my favorite games of this year is easily that Final Fantasy Rhythm game. Oh, yeah, that did come out. Mm-hmm. I was playing the heck out of that up until that and Harry Potter released. Because they were around mm-hmm. the same week. And the amount of music in that game and is going to be in that game is very ridiculous. Um, if Square was Final in the Fantasy? name, it's, it actually doesn't have Final Fantasy in the title at all. It's just called, like, Theatrhythm. Theatrhythm? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird Yeah, it's it's really weird looking, but the music is fantastic as all things square is anyway. To be fair, yeah, it makes sense that it doesn't have Final Fantasy in the name because all the characters it has in it is like more and music. It's way more than just Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. They have near music in there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they have oh. from both Nears. Both Nears. Uh oh. Kingdom Hearts. Sadly no Kingdom Hearts. No Kingdom Hearts? It'll be oh, DLC. that makes sense. It'd be there uh, in the Kingdom Hearts rhythm game, right? Yeah, uh, I don't think they're gonna put any like Kingdom Hearts touching stuff in here at all. Oh, uh, because they used to. They they used to. Those games used to have them in there. If I'm not mistaken. Simple and clean for the nine thousandth time. Bro. <laughs> it's never, it never gets old. I mean, Basically, did, every Final Fantasy game, if I'm not mistaken, is in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chrono Trigger as well is going to be mm-hmm. DLC, and a couple of games that I've never even heard of, like Live Alive and. Oh, Live Alive came out recently. It's mm. like uh, it's cool. Um, I would suggest trying it. I think they remade it pretty much as the deal, and it looks like I think they remade it in the same style as Octopath. Mm-hmm. It looks mm. crazy. That game, okay. I, shot yeah, I was intrigued by that. It's pretty interesting then. And then um, I don't know if there's anything else, but it's pretty much just from almost any Square property. They're mm-hmm. just like fucking rolling the song. Yeah, that. Do you like our music? We made a game for you. <laughs> Take my money. They, but they did definitely ask for money. Jesus. <sighs> oh, and um, I heard that they're gonna be having the songs from uh, sixteen in there as well. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be putting those in. I'm like, damn, that's that's wild. Already? <laughs> they're not. It's gonna be DLC, but that's what they're gonna put in. Mm-hmm. And uh, sixteen is almost done. That game looks. Fucking amazing, bro. Yeah, We're I cannot wait. Like, I'm gonna. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, as soon as I saw it, all I thought was Final Fantasy May Cry. Like, yeah. It's so clean looking. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I already have a plan for it. So since I don't have a PS5, I'm waiting on the PC release. I know very well Pele is probably going to buy it. And if I just happen to mention it one day, he's going to ask if I want to borrow his console, and I'm going to take him up on that offer. <laughs> That's fair. That is a fair statement. Especially Damn, with the rumors of the PS5 Pro coming out in September. Man, F that rumor. Though I did say, <laughs> I'm not going to front, I did say when the PS5 came out that I'm looking forward to getting the Pro at some point because I need this thing to be smaller. But, <laughs> <laughs> man, at the same time, I'm mad that it's coming out because it's like, people just got the chance to actually get it normally. <laughs> like, they just got the chance. Yeah. You're kind of shooting yourself on your foot, Sony. Don't don't mm-hmm. release it. Not this year. Not this year. Give it some time. There's not an Xbox Series XS or something yet. Which mm. is the one console I thought they were going to be pushing out more like that, if that makes any sense. Because of the way they oh, talked yeah. about it. It was supposed to be completely backwards compatible. You know, it doesn't matter. It's more like you just wanted better specs more than anything else. But like, it'll... Everything that they make from this point on will work on them, which is why I'm like, interesting that they haven't put out another one yet. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. At least a stronger one. You know what I mean? Just yeah. something to yeah. be like, hey, look, it's nicer. It does the same stuff. Well, I heard because of all the backwards compatibility thing that they're pushing for, there's a lot of issues with the Series S, like not performing well or it's like limiting next gen games and so developers uh what was it? i think it's um it's some game coming out they've pushed the release of it on series 
or Series S and Xbox back because of that. I can't remember what it was though. Mm. I can't remember either. But but theater rhythm. Oh yeah, back yeah. theater rhythm. Theater rhythm. Theater rhythm. But anything uh, else? What? Honestly, when it comes to like games, that's pretty much it. Uh, I've already discussed with you a little bit already. I've finally started really getting into the Cosmere and digging deep into <laughs> Starlight oh, Archive. Uh, Starlight Archive's been hit. <laughs> just finished Words of Radiance um, this Friday. Hopefully going to be starting uh, Book 3 Oathbringer tomorrow. And gotcha. that series is just freaking amazing. And then I also heard that there's a board game for it that I'm definitely going to have to try. I'll be joining you guys with that series by the end of the year. No worries. Hey, it's about to be real close to finishing up Malazan. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But what what do you like about the Cosmere the most? Honestly, what I always like about the Cosmere is more of like honestly, it's more of Brandon Sanderson's writing style. Like mm. the type the types of characters he likes to really focus on and like always the interesting power systems that go along in his books as well. Uh, his writing mm. style is also very I just also kind of invigorating with the the way he bounces around between like a couple different characters perspectives but you always feel like you you feel like you know who the main character is and yeah and how it builds a separate bunch of separate stories into a singular story oh yeah yeah, as i'm on like the fourth book now the thing that i've noticed is that um each book has a main character actually Mm -hmm. so the first book Mm -hmm. was Kaladin. the second book is shalon uh, look forward to this uh, flare, but the third book is Dalinar. <laughs> With the name um, being Oathbringer, I guessed a little bit. Yeah. So it's just each one of them is like more focused on in a singular book. We still jump around, which is mm-hmm. clean. I gotcha. That, okay, so that sounds like a little bit of what Erickson does, although his is like he focuses like four or five main people, but then you've got a bunch of other ones that you keep hopping to. Yeah. Might as well do this for the for the podcast. Favorite character, go. <sighs> you did this to me. Gotta stay strong and still gonna say, I think it's still Dalinar. There you go. <laughs> I think it is still Dalinar. That man is ridiculous. That is the man's man right there. Like, like there's him and there's Chuck Norris and they're like just standing there side by side. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm glad you picked that. <laughs> that opinion will not go down. I'm glad you think that going in. <laughs> uh, I think you told me a little bit about the story. Flair and Joy. <laughs> so freaking amazing. So I cannot wait for that. And like Dalinar is just like the leader, like the guy you would want on your back. Like no one questions ever trusting him. It's so funny that yeah. villains' plans rely on him being trustworthy. Like, <laughs> I trusted like, that you would do this, and you would. Like, oh, people! People are not gonna like. Nah, he's, he's, he'll get it done. <laughs> he'll, he'll do it for you. No, no questions asked. Like he got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I knew you'd trust me. It's who you are? Because you, you are to trust me. <laughs> and you got God, but he's just such a cool dude. And then if I were to have a close second, it would be Kaladin. Kaladin's a really dope character, too. 
That one is my favorite. That's the boy. <laughs> his rags to riches to riches to rags to rags to riches, like constantly throughout his entire life, is just. It's so fun to follow, even though his, it sounds his life is up. a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about you're you're technically a noble. Bet to like you fought in a war. That's not as great, but you're a war hero. Yay! But then you're a slave. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like Kaladin will do something freaking amazing and then get punished for it. <laughs> yes, like literally a page later. <laughs> I love characters like that. It's, it's so, the saddest thing. It's the best thing, but it's the saddest thing. It's just the idea of that. It's just being like, oh, that's the dopest thing I've ever seen. Man, you better give him, give this man a reward, give this man a medal. Nah, he's in jail. What? <laughs> Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Too amazing. Does, um, Get him out. <laughs> does Brandon Sanderson, does he, I know, like, I remember I, you know, read like the first 200 pages of Mistborn. Does it ever get long-winded? Because I know those books are like 1,000, 1,200, 1,300 pages or something. Uh, no, it just kind of flows to me. It, it me. does okay. flow, but there, I, to me personally, I'd also notice there are some points where, like, the first book especially focuses a lot on world building. Okay. Like, the first one, like... um, I mean, it's bound to happen too, yeah. but, you know. Yeah, they just have a bunch of random weird stuff that exists. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, at the end of each of his books, he has like a section pretty much dedicated to being like, let me just explain things to you, right? Like, yeah. let me not not story, but let me just take you for a second and go like, hey, look, these are things you should probably know about the world in general. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, that is so nice of him because I didn't have that for five books. <laughs> Malice yet, I had to write my own notes. Um, like for instance. This one took me until book two to actually figure out the, like, X-Hounds mm-hmm. are, like, bug creatures that are, like, quote-unquote dogs. But they don't know what dogs are. Like, that's a conversation that happens. They're like, yeah, no, I don't know where the hound part of it comes from, but, like, I kind of get why it's called X. Right? And you're looking at it being like, huh. And for the longest, I was not aware that they were, like, these bug creatures. In fact, a lot of their pets are, like, these weird bug-style creatures. I mean, mm-hmm. they're animals and stuff. You've already made me feel like I need to go back and reread something because in this entire time I thought they were like dogs too. Crap. They, like they <laughs> act like dogs, but they're not dogs. They're, they're bugs. They're like big bugs. <laughs> and I was like, huh. Interesting. <laughs> and like the fact that a character mentions the fact that it's like, I don't know what a dog, like I don't know what a hound is. And it's like, wait. Because <laughs> 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 I, mean, huh. I remember <laughs> going through that and was like what wait a minute you don't know you don't know what a dog is <laughs> it seems kind of important for the name of this thing doesn't it <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yeah so if you for instance if you look at it right now if you look up some of the animals like axe hounds and stuff like that um, for it you'll just see they have, he has drawings and sketches of how they might look but I just for original I was like I didn't that's what that was. <laughs> oh, hey, Flair, yeah. since you're a fan of his, if you go to his website, he posts the percentage at which each of his current drafts he's working on are done. Mm-hmm. That's a flex. Not to mention, what was it, the quarantine novels? Like, he wrote four of them? Damn. This man. Yeah, he quarantine 
wrote four books just because he was bored at home, I guess. And then like he uh, he did a Patreon thing that broke records and he self-published them through that. And I think they like got so much funding, they're either going to be general published or they're going to have a run private and then they'll go general. But they're all Cosmere, um, you know, which God knows. I'm telling, I'm calling it right now because I was looking up a little bit about the Cosmere. By the end of Stormlight, you know, because it's a 10-book epic, I'm telling you, it's going to pull all of his universe together somehow. Or some crazy, yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty sick. Because I think mm-hmm. from the way, like, Wit is kind of like a prominent character in Stormlight. Well, as one of the, like, more significant characters, I feel like his story is also going to be told in that archive as well. Oh, dude, Wit is probably, like, my third favorite character just because I purely don't know enough about this man. <laughs> mm. Every time he shows up, he becomes more and more interesting because mm-hmm. you're like, at first you're like, oh, he's just cracking on all the people that's sitting here in the city, right? You're like, whatever. And it's like, he's a vibe. He's he's, mm-hmm. he's He's got the tongue that's willing to just say whatever he wants. Cool. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go off on a journey. Where are you going? And you catch up with him later and you're like, you went here? Why are you here? What's going on? Wait. <laughs> Shows back up somewhere else. You're like, you're up to something. Like, for sure now. It's like the mm. third time you just showed up. <laughs> what are you? What are you doing? <laughs> knowing about shit you ain't supposed to know about. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, what is what is happening here? <laughs> he was like, you know, I'm doing my research. I'm out here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I don't have you. any. I don't have any <laughs> odious intentions. <laughs> I was like, I'm just vibing out here. I'm like, All right. <laughs> He's out there listening to T Pain. It's a vibe. <laughs> he's he always shows up with like he just changes the energy of the story every time he shows up it's funny yeah but it's it's because he changes it in two different ways it obviously becomes funnier and more whimsical but then you're also like what are you up to though <laughs> like, exactly <laughs> why <laughs> and it's never a straight answer never I gotcha yo I feel that I I could tell y'all about this girl pus. I'll get I'll do that later. I, I I'm not trying to like derail in the but uh, so Flair actually for um Brandon Sanderson the whole Stormlight thing, um what was the I was gonna ask it was uh, because you're reading it and I, were you did you read novels before that? Uh yes. Okay, so has it kind of changed how you approach novels or has it just accentuated what you already kind of did? Because I noticed Malazan has changed how I read things. Um, but I, I just I want to get that perspective. I feel like larger series can do that to a person. I, I would say more like enhanced how I read. Uh, because okay. um, funnily enough, the Stormlight Archive wasn't like my first larger series. Uh, well, some people might not include it, but I, the Aragon series books do get fairly large. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Like... Um, I believe like the first book's only like around 600 pages, but like from the book on from there, it's usually around to 800 into late thousands with freaking inheritance being around 1,400 pages. Jeez. Gotcha. So I, I do, I do feel like I do find myself, but it also could be because I'm more mature in the way that I read now. Cause I'm a lot older now that I do take yeah. my time a bit more to like grasp how he's the artist likes to use language and right. uh, which ca- how he likes to emphasize certain characters and, you know, kind of like see his patterning 
to like how the story is flowing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I do feel like I feel that more in Brandon Sanderson's writing, though it could also just be because, you know, I can actually figure out the patterns now. Yeah. I, I get that completely. I, I figured that was the case, especially like larger series and then, you know, maturity, like uh, with the whole Malazan thing. I actually now like planning my other series to read after it. Um, I intend fully to keep a glossary of the characters and descriptions of those characters, kind of like I've been doing with this because you get to keep up with the lore more and then just figuring out how Erickson intends it. Um, because everybody else is like Erickson is almost like writing a biography about a world that doesn't exist while keeping it high fantasy and you know great writing and all that and so it kind of as I matured and read it more it, it makes me now like anything else I've picked up and read I'll read like 30 pages in like 10 minutes and then be like yeah I'm gonna read that one later but I already know I'm gonna keep this note this note and just roll with what the author has and there's a lot of freedom in that for sure I can understand that it's definitely one of those things that I thought about doing myself. It's just taking those. You mentioned doing that for like larger series. It it makes sense just to keep track of where everyone is, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Also, it helps to keep track of like the more, I say like, the the setups and foreshadowing. Yeah, as the, the pages just expand. Because mm. I, I mean, I, if I you love guys... getting those little pop offs in the books though when you're just reading through and something happened in the story and you're like oh, it makes sense <laughs> yeah i i suggest it man take like it'll take you a lot longer in the first like half of a book usually or like sometimes you know you don't get to read as much as you wanted and you're however long you've allotted yourself but um any new character that pops up if you type their name up in a document and they just put a little description at least or if it's a main character you put a big description that's i don't know how or why but that's just how i've kept up with everything through malazan like every little detail i can i just actually read the other day and a, a character like was from book one kind of obscure and i remembered him and i was like oh my god you know this is here we are seven books later this is paying off finally oh yeah you were talking about that that actually is really cool just the idea of coming back to a character completely that's like you're like huh i thought you were a one-off <laughs> like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're important that's that's wild <laughs> What have you been doing this whole time? <laughs> That's the question. I've been in man. hell. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. But what I else have you been into? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You're good. Um, Is there anything else for Um, I would think that's been all that I've been into lately. Uh, anything that I could really share they talk about other than, you know, the like some of the more common things like the Last of Us series. That's also been like pretty great. Hmm. Everyone um, has been enjoying that. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. I've been, the funny part is I've never played the games myself, but I'm watching with a friend of mine who has played the games like multiple times. So like mm-hmm. we get to parts where he'd be like, "All right, that's different game," and I'll be like, "How is it different?" And I'll be like, "Oh, so that's cool how they changed it this way." And it's like just you know going into the dynamics of the show while we're watching the show. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. I gotcha. I've noticed a lot of people have been doing that too, which I've I've seen some clips and stuff like that where I'm like, yeah, that's just a shot for shot remake. Like they just they just did it again, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. th- Last of Us is good. The the original story for it is pretty is really good, and then the um obviously the show is doing just as good. It's doing game busters. People are like losing their minds over it. <laughs> Plus, it's taking its time to like somewhat improve the story from what i understand so 
I'm like, okay, that's fine. Good for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they definitely are making some, I would say, like improvements, especially like there's just some things that don't work outside of video games. True. That is very true. Some Can't have a, a dramatic onslaught of uh, enemies come through that you're just like, yeah, it makes sense for the game. Whereas it just doesn't work for here, where it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna spend ninety percent of the time just sneaking and stabbing people, I guess. <laughs> Imagine the show that's just ninety percent of just assassinations. <laughs> Pele's been getting on to me about watching it, man. I I do think it's a good show. Yeah, uh, well, like I I recommend watching it, mm-hmm. um, just for the cinematic experience that it offers. Yeah, but like. You also know my strange stance when it comes to, like, adaptations, too. Where mm. it's like, this is a... I, I'm i praising it now for what it does, because it, it deserves its praise. But a part of me is also sitting here being like, you're kind of... Not to dunk on the team or anything like that, but it's like, you're kind of just regurgitating the information that was already done. Mm. I, I give them props for doing things different here and there, and they have full, like... In that, I praise them on doing a good job because it's becoming better than the original source material. But, like, when they do, like, a shot-for-shot remake of, like, a scene, Mm. for instance, I can't, like, good job, you did a shot-for-shot remake of the scene, you know what I mean? But, like, a part of me also looks at it and goes, like, but it was already good, so, like, as long as you did, as long as you copied your homework correctly, it should continue to be good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah, nah, so I got like... you. <laughs> I got you. Check it out today. Why not? The new episode drops today at nine hey. Eastern. Totally not a shield, by the way. Totally not. We're not getting paid for this. We can't chill. <laughs> <laughs> we can't chill. That's uh, that's it for you, Flair? I would say that that would be pretty much be it for me. Alright. Well, Amani, I'm going to pass it to you. That's How dare you? Alright, cool. Polite. Check it. So, um, I checked out a couple of things. Um, one of them, I went back and uh, finished a manga I was reading a long time ago. Um, basically, this has been done for a long time, and I have struggled to finish this thing for some reason. Mm. It is not any fault of the story it is completely fault of like um any app i had that made me lose my spot multiple times and oh, i'm shoot. bad at rereading stuff yeah. i've always like just re-watching if i okay best way i can describe it is i do not like to go back through things very often and when i do uh-huh. i usually like to start either from the beginning again because if i lose my place in it it is extremely difficult for me to pick back up in some instances. Oh, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Um, like in most, because in most instances, I can remember everything that happened. But, like, if it's been long enough, I'll remember stuff as it continues, right? So, it's mm-hmm. like, um, and if I haven't finished it, if I'd never finished it, I don't like re-going back through everything. I just, my brain doesn't like it. So, it's like, the idea is I have to get through the first time. And once I get through the first time, I can do whatever with the story. I can jump back and forth, return parts, whatever. It doesn't matter. But as mm. long as I got through it the first time, it works. Like, I, it's like, nothing else matters. Like, I can do whatever. Um, the manga is called My Little Monsters. It's like a 
romantic comedy about like um these little monsters yeah well no it's a romantic comedy it's, it's high school students <laughs> strange hunch <laughs> um it's a it's a high school students one of them is like a little book nerd who like just doesn't um she just doesn't seem to care very much about people she doesn't have friends she doesn't care she doesn't have friends all this other stuff hmm. and then the other one is a uh misunderstood delinquent who is actually like a genius okay but like he constantly is just he gets in the fights he's a weirdo like everyone looks out and he's like playing with a chicken that he has at school for some reason he's like why do you have this chicken he just has a chicken I feel that. Granted, so those questions. <laughs> so everyone looks at him and he's like, he's kind of strange, right? But the idea is that he doesn't have friends, but he likes to have friends, right? People mm. are aware. He's like famous in that weird way of like, he's the weird kid, but not like the everyone shuns him away, but they don't know what to do because it's like when he talks to people, he's super intense sometimes. And it's like, well, okay, well, um, I don't know how to deal with that kind of energy you're putting out <laughs> yeah. so then other people can't talk to him and then when you see him doing stuff it's like he's always doing something strange like it's nothing like super weird but it's like he's here and like the teachers don't get rid of him or anything like that because it's like uh i mean he's passing <laughs> like they literally look at this like he's acing all of his classes i let him do what he wants <laughs> i guess <laughs> it's like he's doing fine it seems so it's like um it's the idea of this odd couple that meets essentially and um they have a third that essentially is trying to get all of them to be friends like her her idea not to me is just like um hey i want to i want to have friends i suck i'm really popular with guys but i don't have friends and so she's like you two you two are cool right be cool with me right and essentially it's it's these three meeting other people and becoming like friends and creating this group this uh family around them and learning bits and pieces about each other's like life while all the way like these to the um anti-social one well the the nerd and the 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 weirdo are kind of getting together and you know experiencing romance for the first time in an awkward way <laughs> because one of them just says the first thing that ever comes to his mind and the other one thinks about everything is very blunt but like it's it's very tactical. <laughs> oh, so it's like me. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's it's a it's a nice little like romantic comedy comedy actually. Um, it just main thing is, is is I kept stopping at a certain point. I'm telling you, when I was like I'm was at like probably the last 20, 20 chapters. Yeah. But I've reread the uh the. I think the chapters before the last ten at least like i think there was a section of 10 chapters maybe 20 maybe 20 somewhere within there that i've reread at least three times because i've tried to do this like three different <laughs> times and I gotcha. it sucks because i never remember where in those 10 chapters i was at and because it was a monthly series chapters aren't like short like they're not like little chapters they're like thick mm -hmm. chapters because they're it's a monthly series yeah um it sucks to reread and go back and go like okay where was i and then you're reading through a chapter that you're like okay i don't think i remember this and then suddenly something happens in that and you're like no nah, i remember this entire chapter i was definitely past all of this <laughs> like and so i'm like all right let's go scrolling again and then it's like mm, nope i remember everything in this one too i was just in the wrong spot i spent like 30 minutes just reading a bunch of stuff i didn't need to read again i'm just like i'm just flipping through and trying to figure it out and this happened three times so 
Yeah, like like I said, this has been me trying to finish this one for like years. I it's, gotcha. <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite romance uh, manga that I've yeah. read, just because of how like it's it's just a fun ride, right? Everything about it, I like the characters, how things play out is funny. I like the idea of how this romance plays out, and unlike most um, romance like uh, stories. Um, they get together at relatively early, actually. Like, most of it is about more so their relationship and how they learn more about each other than it is about will they, won't they be together. And I like that because it's just... I'm going to say, thank God, yeah. man. Most of them are about this, are they going to do it or not? Like, are we are we doing this? They're going to figure out each other's feelings? No, there's, that doesn't happen. In fact, the I think the main premise is um the fact that she gets asked out by the the jock dude pretty not jock the delinquent pretty early and they both genuinely have to take a second and go like okay so you asked me out right and that's cool but like do you know what you like about me because like (laughs) i don't know what you like about me and i'm not really sure what i like about you it's like so like should we figure this out (laughs) should we actually like figure this out before we approach a relationship and they're like probably (laughs) <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should probably think about this <laughs> and just, that's like a it's a fun part about it so it's like it's very obvious from the beginning it's like these two have a connection they're gonna be together we just gotta figure out like ooh, what's these details that we're missing here because we can't just jump into this <laughs> <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> it's just refreshing that. in that kind of way where i'm like okay this is fun and it's complete so like it's done from beginning to end if you wanted to go read it it's fun I enjoy it. I gotcha. Um, another thing I checked out was uh, I had to check out Destiny Two Lightfall. Had to. Shit crazy. Um, it's nice to be a Destiny again. They're doing the thing where they had the legendary um and the uh, the classic style. Mm-hmm. Um, I started on classic. Flair, you were there for this. Nardo said you might as well. You're missing out on legendary. Ought to choke him for telling me to go ahead and go to legendary. Bro. <laughs> The other day I spent like, cause I'm playing by myself, so it's it's not like I'm playing with a like playing a campaign with like three three people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or two extra people, cause that'd be one thing. That's fun, right? Playing on legendary, whatever. I have backup, doesn't matter. You played Destiny before, yeah. How fast can things kill you if they're above you? Um, uh, in a single bullet, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like one instance in a freaking wire sniper will have your head. <laughs> Like, I'm playing Legendary, and Legendary is, like, not that much above me, but, like, it's it's sending enemies and doing things in a way that I'm like, ah, we, we having problems. So, I have no problem with the level. Right now, I just, I spent, like, two or three hours yesterday doing one section of a level I didn't beat. I didn't beat it. I had to restart the whole thing. Because <laughs> I was like, I gotta do other things. I have other things I have to do today. I have to put this down. Damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because once you get to those areas where it's like a no response, mm-hmm. it's just trapped by yourself. Villainy. <laughs> they send gotcha. they send the enemies that you they pretty much send the amount of enemies they would send at a squad. <laughs> like, oh, of course. <laughs> but you're fighting them by yourself. You're kind of like, and you're like on legendary. Yeah, <laughs> on legendary, and you're like, mm. it's fine. Like I started I started figuring out the the patterns and everything. I was doing it right. Like, 
the best part about Destiny is sometimes certain weapons are just solutions for problems. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like um, I'm fighting some of the Taken, like Cabal, for instance, and like they keep doing this little stupid. Um, they had like their little axiom bolt thing that they just put out, and it just yeah. it tracks it's the most annoying thing this thing it's a slow moving projectile but it has the most aggressive plant like it has the most aggressive tracking on the planet on the planet it does not care where you're at it will find you unless you're invisible (laughs) it just it will find you either that or you got to do some juking (laughs) you gotta you gotta do like a football player but the problem is in normal, you could juke it out, right? You could just run around and just dodge it, zip, whatever, who cares? On Legendary, they know how to aim. <laughs> so, sure, you could try juking it, but then they'll just shoot you out of whatever instance you are in the air. Because, yeah. <laughs> it's like doing Deku Smash in Fortnite. <laughs> so, um, what I started doing is I was like, alright, cool. What's the deal with this? I'm like, the shields are arc. Do I have an arc weapon? I had an arc, um... I had an arc, uh... Scout rifle. It was a Soros scout rifle, so that thing is an automatic thing, right? I'm like, cool, let's see. I used it against them. I'm like, okay, that problem solved, right? They're going to keep responding. Whenever they respond, I'm just going to switch this weapon and execute them. Easy clap. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that one's good, right? After you, and then the deal is, is that they want you to do a, um, and this is what's fun about it, they want you to do a, uh, a puzzle that is made best way I can describe it. It is it is made for three people to be doing, or at least more than one, right? Mm-hmm. But gotcha. you can solve it with one person. Like it's fine. You can do it with one person. You just have to t- you have to take your time for sure. Gotcha. But I think the biggest problem with it is like when you do these new no uh, respawn zones by yourself, you they are sections. This game, okay, so let's say, like, this was supposed to take, like, 10 minutes, right, as a squad. This gets compounded on because as a, as a, um, single person, you have to deal with every single enemy encounter separately because if you start getting ahead of yourself, there's too many people on the screen. They will execute you. It's, it doesn't matter. Because, <laughs> like, every time you do a section of, um, of the puzzle, they spawn more enemies, right? And it's not mm. like a little bit of enemies. It's like, hey, yeah, here's a new wave of people. And so one of the things is, is like you have to carry a ball to another side. So it's like I had to execute everyone that's involving this, like activating this orb, right, in the first place, mm-hmm. like just standing on the plate and executing them. Mm-hmm. Then, because you have the two dudes that are always spawning, you have to execute them, <laughs> which is fine, but they always spawn. You just got to do it and then... You, you kill them, and then you move within the time limit you have between them respawning. <laughs> you do everything for the puzzle within them coming back. Um, so you do that. Then you, and I had to do this, I had to step down to a second floor, then jump back up to the first floor. Because the moment you step onto the second floor, they spawn mm. more enemies. <laughs> so i had to God. so i had to jump down there stop there, like spawn them jump back up execute everyone that's involved in involving this phase of of this then go down <laughs> go to the other side clear off that platform but don't activate it <laughs> don't activate it <laughs> then jump back down take the orb deliver the orb then go back up activate the other platform but execute everybody after the leaving the orb first then go up to the other platform, then activate it, then deal with everyone that comes after that. 
and I never beat it because and I'm pretty sure you're supposed to do it twice is the deal. So you're supposed to do the, the exact process I just mentioned twice, but you got to do it by yourself, which is tedious. <laughs> it's, it's tedious because the moment you die, start from the beginning again. <laughs> <laughs> like, that sounds uh, fun. <laughs> just start it over, running back. And the the main thing about it is like all the levels are fine, right? They they're designed well. The mechanics are fun. It's just that when you get to these final um, areas in every mission, because every mission has it where they just lock you in and they're like, "Hey, look, it's tough. He- it's tough out here. Do this." Because that's how Destiny is set up. It's it's mm-hmm. level. That kind of is pretty easy for the most part. They throw some weird encounters at you, but you're not really like too pressed uh, for like with checkpoints and stuff like that. You just yeah. you know, right? You come back, and then at the ending, they're like, "All right, we're locking you in a room. Get it done. <laughs> whatever, whatever is happening here, get this done." And it's like, "All right." Now but I, I was I was struggling, <laughs> struggling. <laughs> I, I mean, went you were on up the in hardest level. difficulty, right? I mean, yeah, but I went up and up in levels because of that. I spent so much time fighting in this one room that my light level is is way above what it's supposed to be, but it's still difficult because I'm fighting in this one room by myself. <laughs> and I'm like, and yeah, like the solution would be, because some people might be like, the solution is to just turn down the difficulty. It's like, yes, the solution is to turn down the difficulty. Correct. But it doesn't fix the problem where this room is still designed for three people. Like yeah, the puzzle yeah. is still built this way, and he's like, and it's still gonna lock me in there and say, "Hey, solve it," and when you if you die, you gotta start it over again. The only difference is enemies might just be easier to kill. Like it's just it's that's just it. Like it's like they won't hit me as hard, and I just shoot them, and they'll die a lot faster, in comparison. But basically, like when you start having, like I said, weapon solutions for certain problems, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. enemies do disappear. Like I had a a rocket launcher for a dude that spawns that like like a mini boss that shows up on the map during that because i missed him in the thing as, as far as talking about him but what he does is he'll sit he has a mini gun and he fires off missiles that blind you and i'm like all right cool i know this enemy type where's my rocket launcher <laughs> and so i just have that on me to be like this is for you and anything else that might appear that's like you <laughs> but i gotta save that ammo because i don't got a lot so you go <laughs> And then we switch back to this to end up with these guys, to end these guys, and then switch to this so I can make sure I can deal with this stuff. <laughs> and a bow that was like, they had they introduced like a really cool bow in it that's like um, stasis. Mm-hmm. So the idea is like getting headshots builds up um, this thing called uh, hail barrage. So mm-hmm. you have to do like um, aimed in shots of headshots on enemies. And the more you kill with this bow, the more this hail barrage, uh, hail barrage pulls up. And then what you do is you don't aim and a mm. bunch of arrows spawn in your uh, your bow. There are a bunch of stasis arrows. You Sounds hit them from useful. hip. Yeah, if you shoot them from hip, they launch out and create like stasis pillars and freeze whatever like is there. But the more arrows you get is based on how many headshots you do. And I'm like, that's a really fun mm-hmm. weapon. Yeah. I was having fun. That thing was a solution for crowd control. <laughs> they gave me that weapon and i was like this is this is how we deal with everyone all the ads <laughs> this, this is, is how, how we... i play by myself without three <laughs> other people I, like, I just have to certain weapons were picked specifically to just deal with problems <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, i'm not having i'm having fun but i'm not having fun if that makes any sense it's like i'm not having oh, yeah. fun mm-hmm. i'm just solving <laughs> 
that's one of those um, things that I always felt like Destiny did well. Like you, you having the solution, like it's a powerful solution, but like damn, the fact that you have to use it as a problem does make you feel like a badass. <laughs> and this game, that game does do a good job of making people feel like a badass. I still haven't gotten Strand yet. They let me play with it. They let me. They let me test it out, like the new class. Mm-hmm. They let me test it out a little bit. I liked being Spider-Man Ninja for a second. Um, because what it is is you get to your grenade is not a grenade. You just get a grappling hook and you start swinging around is the deal, which so is like cool. crazy. Um, they gave you snatch, which is wild to think about. <laughs> but um, the other thing they do is your super, at least for the hunter, because I'm playing as a hunter, is a rope dart, which it's not commonly not not a commonly used weapon, honestly, genuinely. It's kind of fun to mess around with. Um, I've been trying to do the... Me- I forgot what the melee ability was. It was something cool. I thought the melee ability was going to be the grappling hook. I'm not going to front, but... Um, it was something cool. I, I can't remember. It's going to bother me so much. Yeah. But um, I was enjoying I was enjoying messing around with it. I, the fact that I still haven't unlocked uh, Strand yet has me a little... Not peed, but I'm like... I'm trying to use the new powers. <laughs> it's like... I've been using all these other powers for like almost 10 years now, Destiny. (laughs) He was like, you might have done some, like genuinely, if you haven't been playing Destiny within the past, like we'll say two years, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The game has significantly proved and changed in ways like it's insane. It is genuinely like playing Destiny 3 if you were playing it with the way that they've changed how you build things and stuff like that. It's it's meant for builds. They have gotcha. an extreme amount of customizability to how you approach everything in this game now. So it's really cool. Um, yeah. And even the subclasses have like, uh, the original three have like three different supers now. <laughs> and then on top of that, they have this aspect thing that allows you to, you know, like mix and match certain uh, properties for that class to do different things. So like, for instance, um, there's an aspect for the arc uh, Strider class that lets you if you you get two different types of melees, so you could punch a dude and get that one right. And if you're sprinting and then you do a slide and then hit the melee button, you do like a sick uppercut that does a repukin across the ground. And you're like, oh okay, that's new. <laughs> you look at that and you're like, that's that's really new. Um, or if you're the um the the uh the night stalker because I'm going off the hunter ones because I know them more so off rip than I do any all the other ones. The Night Stalker, for instance, um, has a thing now where, like, they messed around with all your aspects. So now you can, um, if you dodge, you can go invisible. And then on top of that, you can throw your smoke bomb, go invisible as well. And then if you um, jump up in the air and then double tap circle, you'll do this dive, like this diving attack that, like, like stuns enemies and puts you invisible. Like... Night Stalker is like I'm. I'm going to be a ninja. <laughs> I will. I will be in and out as far as I'm concerned. And then they gave you a super that also lets you like you run around with two knives and disappear into the darkness. So, th- oh, like so Night Stalker, <laughs> yeah, like Night Stalker <laughs> has went to a place where it's just like, oh no, we just made ninjas. Like if you wanted to be a ninja, we got a build for you. That's there. <laughs> He's like, I'm here, and then I'm not, and then I'm here. It's the whole deal. <laughs> no problem. Say less. <laughs> In this shooter game? Gotcha. That's what we dreaming of doing. Like, that's honestly the build I was using for that fight because I was it just helped the most. I was like, you know what? Things are getting a little too heated. Disappear. <laughs> it's like, I'm out. 
I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> We're gone. Um, I don't enjoy this as much now. <laughs> Destiny 2 is looking really nice if you wanted to jump in. This is a great time. This is pseudo a great time to jump in. The only reason why I say this is pseudo a great time to jump in is if you cared about the story, you cared about the story of Destiny. Genuinely, you will be confused going into this. Because Lightfall is basically going like, hey, look, we're fighting the final boss right now. <laughs> like, that that is him. <laughs> That's, that dude is him. He was like, and you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> and if you haven't been following any of that, you'll be like, I don't know how we got here. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Dude, the, the last Destiny that I consumed was uh, 2015 with the first one. Mm-hmm. And then I played the second one in 2019. So I guess if i jump in i'm gonna be brand new lost all over again they you will best way i can describe it is you will have all the knowledge you had from the first game but there's a bunch of stuff that's obviously happened that's like yeah you know you're gonna be like i don't know about that one like i don't i don't know what's happening here so i'd, I'd say you'd be lost as someone that's been kind of doing this weird thing where i jump back in and back out of destiny throughout the entirety of destiny 2 um mm-hmm. I'm even a little lost, but, like, I, I understand a bit, definitely bits and pieces more. Mm. Where I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I get that, I get that. Like, there's a... I, I'm gonna say it's a spoiler, right, for Destiny 2, but, like, it's mm. told... You, you're you told this in, like, the first five minutes of starting up Lightfall. Um, apparently, one of the, the Guardians... I won't say which, just to, just in case someone doesn't want it spoiled just yet, but, like, you know. Um, one of the Guardians was Sabathun. Right, like one of the gods that you're supposed to be fighting in the last DLC. She was just disguising herself as one of the guardians there, and she's like, "Yeah, I showed up and sat like just straight up sabotaged you guys. Like that's crazy." And and I'm like, they just dropped that in the beginning of Lightfall, just talking about it. I'm like, you know, that seems really important, and I just didn't, I didn't get to see any of this. It seems really important though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, all right. He's like, Flair, I think you can attest to this, where it's like you just saw that, but like, huh. huh. Didn't know that that happened. <laughs> just didn't know. <laughs> you mean this entire time you were sus? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Sabathun, the best among us players. <laughs> I was like, that shit crazy. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Besides that, I tried out this game called um, uh, Sunder Fury. We had looked at it a little while ago, where it was uh, we were looking at it almost like a um, look like this fun roguelike monster hunter almost game where like mm-hmm. um everyone picks their own weapons there's at least three people total and like you're fighting against hordes of monsters while dealing with like a bigger one right mm. um so i got into the alpha i went i went, went looking got in there got to mess around with it i think it's cool i think it's very it's a vibe uh what we were looking at was actually super interesting what i was getting a chance to check out was actually really interesting because um again it's an alpha very much aware that this is going to improve how it's doing but the class variety i'm very interested in the class variety and i got to talk mm-hmm. with the developer a little bit for a little while and they were mentioning about how they um they really wanted to emphasize the idea of that this is not a game that this that will hold your hand they want you to figure things out on the fly and they mm-hmm. believe they have a firm belief in like uh bosses should not be free right Right. You should, a boss should be a test of the skills that you've earned, like you've learned so far throughout doing it. Ah, nice. Now, I gave it a shot in single player. 
not bad. It's kind of fun. But I kind of am looking forward to messing around with, uh, with multiplayer with it, which is available for the alpha. Actually, if you get the chance to, I haven't got a chance to mess around with it, though. But um, honestly, the game is built in a way that I'm looking. I think it is more suited in general for you to be playing with at least two or three more people mm. because. Okay. You do have tools that will allow you to get through the hordes if you're in a single-player thing. But um, when I ran into the first boss, which is not bad, I gave it a couple tries. I was enjoying fighting him, but a little weird, right? Um, right. It's very obvious to me that the way this boss moves, obviously it's an alpha that can change this, but the way they currently move right now, fighting them in single-player is a little hectic. No matter what class you pick, it's kind of kind of much. They, they genuinely bounce around and attack you, like, with a level of, like, movement that you're like, there's no, this thing is not stopping. Like, I can't swing at it. <laughs> like, not really. <laughs> He's like, and I'm, the reason why I say it's like, I, it probably would be really interesting for multiplayer, because this would be a monster that would be bouncing between individual people, like, two or three people, as opposed to, I'm going to attack you, hop away so I'm too far, jump back in, hit you again, jump back out, jump back in, jump back out. And it's like, huh. <laughs> like, you're sitting there as like a, like, I was, I used two different classes. I used, um, there's a gunner one, which is really cool. And then there was, uh, he recommended uh, that I use something known as the, uh, oh, I can't remember the name. But basically, you have a super big shield and a sword, right? Mm-hmm. There's a third class that's in there that I uh, didn't get the chance to touch. But it's guts. You are literally guts. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I saw the sword you get to use on that class. That is that is the Dragon Slayer. <laughs> like, it, it just is the Dragon Slayer. It just give you like Dark Knight abilities too to allow you to deal damage to gain power. I don't know. I haven't tested, but I'm, I'm gonna test it out. Yeah. But you just gave him a new idea. It's, you might have. I also saw that they have like a ton of other classes that's gonna be in the game. Like I was seeing like at least six or seven more classes besides the ones that I was able to play. And there was four. Mm. There was four total. There was a cleric that I didn't get the chance to touch. I was just like, cleric seems like healing and stuff. That seems useful. But at the same time, I need damage <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, But yeah, um, playing as the, the gunner, I was like, um, I was struggling with the hordes more so because the way you're set up, you're, you have like four shots and then you reload and, you know, do your thing. But you have a bunch of other like things you can use and throw out. But when dealing with hordes, that car- that class suffers when playing by themselves because it's like mm. there's just too many. But, you know, dealing with that boss, a lot easier because it's like, you know what? I'm just going to run around and then just pop you whenever you get, like, too far. I'm just make sure I dodge when you come in. And then whenever you go back out, click, click, pop. <laughs> right? <laughs> the, um, the other class, the more melee-focused one that I was using, um, that one had the opposite problem. Where the hordes were like running up to you, and I'm like, easy clap. Like originally, I was like, I'm gonna get swarmed, and then I started using some of my abilities. I'm like, nah, easy, trash, all of you, garbage, <laughs> get out my face. <laughs> but um, as it continued, when I fought the boss, I'm like, I I can barely hit him. <laughs> he's like, he's he's moving too much for me to even attack him a couple times. I can just set up more than anything else, and then maybe we'll get his health down. But, um, like I said, it very much feels like it's definitely balanced to have more than one person. 
and it is made to be difficult. It is like I said, it's supposed to be accumulation of what you are, uh, what you have acquired, what you've learned, your skills. Mm. And mm. I agree with that. So I was like, I'm looking forward to seeing how it continues to shape up. Um, the aesthetics of this game is like a gothic. Um, I want to say like a goth. It's like a gothic kind of monster hunter feel. You have a village that you initially set up for and get ready to take missions and things like that. The village is kind of big, which is kind of very reminiscent of Monster Hunter World, honestly. Mm-hmm. Where the way you're just running around and being like, oh yeah, that's on this floor and that's on that floor. And, you know, you're jumping back and forth between different parts to be like, I'm using this and this. Then you go out and you're dealing with like a level and a monster, as to speak, which is kind of fun. It's a little different for a hunting game, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I think people would really like it. So that's kind of the vibe I'm not getting from this one. Girl. Can't wait to see how this shapes up, though. Obviously, right now it's an alpha state. It's, they're not kidding. It's, it's it is an alpha. Um, the visuals are in the game. The gameplay is in the game, but like it, it needs some fine tuning. Which you know, but you can always go and find me. You can play the alpha for yourself. Honestly, if you guys wanted to download it, you guys can play it too. Um, but this is Cinder Fury, so you can obviously check it out. Um, they can use all the feedback they need, uh, like they can use yeah. just to help make the game better. So by all means, go check them out. Go do some stuff. Get a code, you know, enjoy. What was the name of it again? You said it was Cinder Fury? Cinder Fury. It sounds like a really enjoyable game. And A, it sounds like they're doing good work. They know what they're doing. Excited Mm. it's an alpha. But B, it's cool that, again, like, you get to play test this on behalf of paper play action, you know. Mm. I I forget that with a podcast comes perks like that, you know. It's just kind of cool. Cinder Fury. Um, (laughs) The other thing... And uh, the final thing I got for me is we uh, we were gifted Gotham Knights by an anonymous donor. <laughs> so the two responsible for playing through that game is currently me and Aaron. And um, he's Red Hood, I'm Nightwing. And we're, we're just going to see how this plays out. <laughs> Have so far. Fun. So far, the game is all right. <laughs> We know that we have a grind coming up at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not an Arkham game, so if you ever wanted to play it, uh, don't go into it thinking it's an Arkham game. <laughs> um, but so far, it's not like the best way I can describe it is like it is not offensive <laughs> in any way. It's just okay. it's it's just not offensive. Um, but the game is, I guess it's a little. It feels a little soulless, which is weird because, like, the idea of making a story about just the Bat family feels like it would be something that is a passion project. Yeah, like, it's a passion project. You would think... And it kind of is in certain instances. So, like, you look at the gear and stuff like that that's in the game and all the art that goes along with it and the story that they're trying to tell. And you're like, no, like, people cared about making this game, like, for sure. But, like, things just feel a little off. Yeah. here and there mm. where you're like mm, like i don't know man that's that's just that's just not as good like i guess the best way i could describe it is that it feels like playing a um a double a game without soul which is I the gotcha. weirdest thing to 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 say because most double yeah. a games usually soul have full. soul <laughs> It's the deal, but that's the the best way I can describe it. It's not polished enough to be AAA. It's just not. Um, But, and what they're doing is, it feels like 
they wanted to do certain things like um they wanted to make it live service they wanted to do certain things or at the very least someone told them to make it more live servicey and then like as they got closer to the release they was like f all that shit get get that <laughs> out of my game it's not worth it <laughs> um, um it ain't mine funny part is though, so right. they stripped so they stripped the live service elements out of it but like the game is still balanced around the idea that like you know you'd be doing dailies and stuff like that like it's you're not doing dailies in the game but it feels like it's balanced around that with the way like the gear system works and stuff like that that it's like you you'd be uh putting in some some time every day or every couple of days to make your character better you know what i mean yeah and so you run into those like design issues where it's like well, I'm playing this as a co-op experience, and I just kind of want to get through the story. But, you know, apparently we have to go fight crimes, which, as we should do, but, like, apparently we have to go fight crimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, in Spider-Man, for instance, you want to go fight crimes, right? You go fight some crimes, whatever. But if you got to a part in the game where you're like, we don't got time for starting, uh, stopping other crimes. We got to go to the story. Like, this shit's popping off. You <laughs> yeah. can do that. <laughs> In this game, it seems, it feels like it's like, no, no, you, you better go stop those crimes because you go to the to the wrong story mission and they, they will fuck you up. <laughs> you will be uh, significantly outclassed is the best way we can describe it. It feels funny to say, like, the enemies in that game sometimes feel bullet spongy. Yeah, which is wild because, like, the only one that's using guns is Red Hood. <laughs> but you're not wrong. There's times where I'm throwing range attacks at people, and it's just kind of like, you know, it, it hit them. <laughs> it definitely hit them. <laughs> I was oh like, God, I don't know if it did much. Hit, but I <laughs> certainly don't agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is a basic enemy, man. Just you don't care. smack them around a bit. Like, I should be running through them. Like, they don't have to be easy, but they shouldn't be, like, eating it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, like, you can even feel it in the beginning of the game where uh, they have you fight um, a... He's not even armored. He just has a shield. Mm. It's a big boy with a shield. You're like, this is going to be an enemy type in the game. I'm, like, punching him by myself, and I'm like, yeah, this is... This is sure an enemy type. This is an enemy <laughs> type in this game that's still alive. <laughs> he's, he's still here. And I've put in, like, four or five different combos on him now. And he is... He's still standing. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Wouldst thou please go to thine golden shore? <laughs> you know what? That's exactly how I can possibly describe this. So, it is a superhero game in which you don't feel superpowered <laughs> because enemies oh. just kind of enemies just kind of eat things. Like, there's parts of it where it's, like, there's, like, parts of the game where we're being really fun and having fun with it. We, like, stealth it through, like, this little base, for instance. Mm. And we're, like, taking people out um, and doing the stealth stuff on them. You're, like, okay, gone, right? That guy's gone. That guy's gone. And you're, like, all right, tactical team. And then we started fighting people. And, like, we're beating up these bad guys. But, like, some of them are just, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still up. You beat the shit out of me. You did. But, like... <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> you're like, hats off to you. Hats off. I, <laughs> you're just looking like, well. but I'm team tagged by like two different superheroes right now. How are you still up? Like, <laughs> how are you? How are you good? <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> oh, this is just Tuesday. Excuse me, brother. Excuse me. <laughs> like, 
the better genuinely the better way of explaining it would be like oh yo i'm used to batman beating me up like you guys are nothing <laughs> like and if they described it like that it's like huh okay <laughs> makes sense they're just living because batman was the one that was out here <laughs> but it's just funny to me it's just one of those things where it's like oh like they just don't they don't go down it's such a weird game we're gonna go through the full playthrough because you know we got it <laughs> we have it now so we might as well but um it's it's a it's a situation it's, it's a vibe i guess <laughs> it's a game it's it's the game it's a whole game <laughs> it's a game <laughs> amani's not lying it's, it is yes correct it is a full game it is a full game it's a game um but like i said just for every complaint, it's, it's a weird game because it's for every complaint, there's also something that's like happens in the game that you're like, this is like, they cared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they, like they actually, they cared. They really did. did but it's like weird. <laughs> um, I think that's it though for me though. I think that's everything I did this this week. So Paul, your turn. Go. Okay. Um, well, first off, thank you both for sharing, you know interesting stuff i'm excited to check them out i i I honestly i actually have a soft spot in my heart for like little romance animes and things like that because i love you yasha you know um but one thing i want to say is um as far as photography goes i fell out of it for a while there but i think i'm finally coming back and i'm going to send a couple images to show you guys why i have a picture or i have a photo shoot of andre right and his theme was he wanted to be kind of like a superhero so while y'all were talking i was going through the photos narrowing it down and when i uploaded them into lightroom i started playing around with it and i realized i now have like 30 presets i was like wow i have a lot of superhero looking stuff so they're grainy as hell but let me see if i can upload these oh they're too dang all right never mind then Point being is I'm back and Amani, we gotta do a shoot like this. It looks uh, very good, um, and it turns out the the way the um, the Helios lenses I have cause those halo rings, you know, mm-hmm. it looks like smoke when you color it just right. Hey. So it adds more texture. It's I, I gotta send you these or like upload them and share the file or the folder with uh, you guys. But um, as for my week, I finally finished book seven. Finished it last week of uh, Malazan. It had, by and large, the best ending I've ever read in any book. Uh, there are... I See, I could talk about some spoilers, or I couldn't. I'd rather just spoil it. So those of you that are trying to read the series, please, for the love of God, turn this off. You do not need this spoiled. But we finally saw the payoff of some of the stuff from book one, right? Mm-hmm. So the uh, book one and book three. So Onus Toulon, all these people, he goes off, joins the white Bargast as he becomes a, uh, a human form again at the end of book three, the entirety of that clan meets over on the continent of Lethris to help out the, um, uh, what are they called? The, the wolf dudes. I can't remember their name off the top of my head right now, which is funny. I've been reading them the whole damn book, but, um, <laughs> Anyways, Adjunct Tavor's army, Fiddler, all those good guys I've mentioned in the past, go to Lethris to mess things up, yeah. and they do, and the Edder uh, get annihilated just about before going home. Um, everything falls apart, and then Troll Sengar gets stabbed in the back, and it is like, it was literally like, Troll Sengar, if, um, see, it's hard to talk about this. I talk in circles, but I'll, I'll try to keep it cohesive. I'll go Troll, I'll go Acarium, and then I'll go uh, Beak, and that story. 
because mm. I think you guys will like the fantasy aspect to all of that. But um, and I could go extras, but it'll take a while, so I'll try to wrap this up. But anyway, so Troll Sangar is like one of the coolest characters. You find him in this uh, in the Dying War, uh, Dying Warren of Curled Thrillin. Mm. Um, Onos Tulan runs into him. The two become best friends. When they finally get to the Talan Warren at the end of book six, or uh, excuse me, it's um, I think it is book seven. Onos Tulan becomes human again, but he's you know he's ancient human, a caveman, um, and he's walking around with them. Da 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 da. They're best friends. He tells his friend goodbye. Onos Tulan's in a good place. Troll goes home with Seren Padak, who he uh, basically married or did the marriage ritual of his people back in book five, right? So he left a sword. Uh, on her doorstep so his brother was actually protecting her this whole time because of all of that um and so they go home uh, quick ben and hedge uh, see what i'm saying it sounds confusing it's like bro there's so much going on how is <laughs> what are you talking about but just let me just roll with it just imagine people doesn't matter they go home they have sex uh they're happy they're you know they're married they know they're going to be okay troll goes i have to go see my brother wait i've given you all of me now right and she, he has she's pregnant uh, they don't know this to the end of the book, but um, he goes there. He goes and finds his brother's dead body. And while he's holding his brother like a baby, and keep in mind his brother's the crazy emperor has the coins on him. The crippled god's been using him, using the empire that he puts him in charge of. Uh, one of the guys that doesn't know that they've all lost sneaks up behind him. Uh, one of the Lethari uh, counselors or whatever, right? Comes up, stabs him in the back. Mm. And it was the biggest gut punch I've ever felt in any book because I love Troll Sengar. That was my guy. That was my, one of my favorite characters. I've been reading with him consistently through book four, through book five, pieces of book six, and now a good chunk of book seven. And then he dies. You know what I mean? Like, mm. And you guys know how invested I am in the series. It just, it hurt. Um, <laughs> he melted. <laughs> bro, I legit read it. And I just like, my hands went numb. I was like, oh my God. Um but then, so, the, what was the next part? I was going to say it was Akarium. So, Akarium, right, all the way back, you kind of get people, I think, mentioning his name in book book one, book two. You kind of meet him. You know that Mappo uh, Runt is knocking him out, making sure his memories don't come back because you get glimpses of his anger. Like, there's one point in book two where, like, he just starts walking towards these dudes and everyone's like, like they can feel it there's birds like shouting everybody just feels nervous and they're like what is going on and akarim's just staring at him and mapo goes up and hits him upside the head with a giant club and they're like what the hell was that and he goes don't worry about it get out of here we're good we're done we're doing our thing mm. but he gets betrayed um uh, what's his name um by this tribesman who's serving the nameless ones the the name will come back eventually as i say it's a lot to like the series is so big that what I was talking about earlier, Flair, with like how I read different now, I have all these character notes. I'll actually, if I want to pull up a name and something, I have to sit here and think about it for a moment. And it'll always come back, but it, it takes a minute, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, no, Akarium unleashes at the place. So you kind of see it in book six. He goes crazy. He's, like, just screaming and attacking Troll, this and the other. But in book seven, he's just calm. Shakes hands with Karsa Orlong. Turns out Akarium is half uh, Teblor, just like him. So he's half giant, half uh, jagged. And throughout the series, you've been hearing about Akarium's contraptions, Akarium's contraptions, right? These giant ancient structures that tell time and this and the other. Well, you finally find out what it is. Uh, it's to bring him to godhood. So essentially, he can either kill the elder gods, take them over, or just be as powerful as them and defy them, right? Mm-hmm. As a mortal or a long standing mortal because he's a jagged. And so 
what it does. It turns on in the middle of Lethris, middle of the freaking war, right? Pushing up on the capital. Uh, the machine turns on, spins essentially, annihilates a chunk of the city instantly in like this beam of white light that goes to the heavens and pours down on Akarim who's in the middle. I mean, it uh, just evaporates people. Just, you know what I mean? Sucks all that energy in. It's still not enough because it's damaged after that many years. Turns off and this white ball of flame, Akarim's in the center. You don't know where he is. But I don't think he's dead, obviously. Um, this dude is a problem. He's a dope character, but he's a problem. Because <laughs> when he starts fighting, his sword just starts buzzing. And the whole time he is just screaming. And that's his anger. And in the past, and the, the stories about him, uh, he attacked a city uh, for literally like three days, three weeks, something like that, and killed everybody in it. I mean, no, no woman, man, child was spared. Every soldier every, just was annihilated. He's a problem, and now he's probably in godhood. You know, it's an ascended form. It's rough. Um so, you know, we, we all like big fantasy here. You guys are listening to this like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm hearing that and, being like, this man is... Yeah, like, <laughs> like bro, like, and I've, t- I've told you, man, it's it's hard to explain Malazan because the fantasy gets so big that when you read it and you're used to it now, you're this many books in, you're kind of like, oh, that's awesome, but you don't realize it. But when you're telling people about it, there's so many points. It's just like, you remember how book one I said, it's kind of like your eyes roll back in your head and you're just like, you know, like shaking. <laughs> that's what Malazan does to you when you try to tell it to somebody. So that's why. All right. And then one more point. Um, what was the last one I was going to say? It was Icarium. It was Troll. And then it was. Um, I was. It was the third one I said. Just to give that piece. Hmm. There's another epic moment. Beak. That's right. So Beak is a mentally challenged mage that is seemingly nothing. And he refers to the Warrens as candles. And he knows how to turn them on or light them and turn them off, right? Beak has had a horrible life. He was molested by his parents. His little brother killed himself. Um, And then while Beak thought he was trying to play, so Beak literally crouched under his body, letting his dead body stand on his back for hours till they were found. Uh, the woman, the uh, Wiccan uh, woman that taught him about the candles and taught it to him like their candles because she knew he was simple-minded, right? Teaches him about magic. And then she's cast away after being beaten and raped by his father. And then when Beak unleashes, he kills his parents, runs away to the army, joins the Malazan Marines, gets in the squad, gets into Vor's army, right? So while they're on the continent of Lethris attacking the Edder, and all of these other mages who are using the holds, which is the uncapped magic, as opposed to the warrens, which Beak uses, which is magic siphoned through a filter, right? That's a good way to put it. Um, they've reached a point. And if, I'm, if I've got you guys lost, I apologize. I'm, no, I'm doing this the best I can. But, uh, okay, so they're outside of Lethris, and there's the army of Edder. The Lethari are trying to betray the Edder still, because, you know, Rulad's the emperor. They don't like the Edder. They're very corrupt capitalist society, right? Erickson's very clear about he doesn't like capitalism. Um, but so they end up getting that whole Edder army in place. They surround Fiddler's squads and that small standing army that was supposed to push in while uh, Adjutant Tavor comes from the sea towards Lethris, right? So it's a two-front uh, attack. And, you know, they annihilate a bunch of soldiers along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, by the skin of their teeth, they survive. You've got Fiddler, you've got Gessler, you've got Stormy, you've got Hellion, you've got all these great characters 
in this one place, everyone's going to die because they're surrounded by like, it's like an army of like 10,000 Tisdetter versus um, just like 900 soldiers, right? They're like, they know they're going to die. They're just ready to go. And then they look and there's a wall of magic forming. It's black. It has red veins. It's swirling. There's like 12 or 10 or 5 or whatever Lethary mages doing it. And so the way the hold magic works is often it's ritualized, but it's uncontrollable because it's not siphoned through a warren, right? It's through the holds. So it is this wall of destructive magic that's going to kill everybody, the Edder army included. It's going to hit the ground, rupture out, and destroy everything for like a mile radius, right? Huge, catastrophic thing. Beak is like on his knees, starts powering up. He lights all the candles in him right all the warrens activates them all which by the way is a high mage tactic that has never been done except by quick ben and quick ben is like three people in one he's three souls so he can do <laughs> it and it still drains him beak obviously you know he passes from this but it's it's like the coolest moment i've ever seen because here we go guys get ready um this is my favorite part and then i'll move on sorry if i'm taking too long but um no, you're fine so this wall of magic starts building up and as it goes to crash down beak powers up and he just is like i have to protect my friends because they'll like me they're my friends and i have to do this right because he's simple-minded oh man i'm tearing up thinking about it oh <gasps> jeez man oh yeah beak hurt bro dang it man let's bring back memories anyways um wow i didn't expect that there you go mouse <laughs> tearing up on the podcast but uh so the wall of magic starts coming down beak is wanting to protect his friends he engulfs everybody in a white glow and puts a dome around them and purifies them. Like some people have cancers, some people have wounds, some people have impurities. And like uh, Fiddler looks at this one dude and notices indentations of knuckles on his skull from where he would have been a baby and hit, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody's impurities start lifting. Their skin turns white, their hair turns white. Uh, Gessler and Stormy, because they were ascended through this uh, fire that dragons go through, right? In the war- uh, the Warren of, I believe it was Starbolt Demolin. Um, or a piece of it that they were in, or maybe it was Talan, I, I can't remember, but uh, their skin turned copper, right? So when they get purified by this, their skin turns like gold and their hair turns gold. So they're like still even more ascended. So everybody essentially, I think in a way, ascends, and then Fiddler's already ascended, Bridge Burgers, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so there's this dome of white light. The Edder at this point, the army that surrounded them, if it's not the ones trying to run away, even though they know they're all going to die... The commander in this one squad, or maybe he's the whole army, I think it's this one big squad, though, that was closest to attack, sits down and just gives up. And then Fiddler is dazed by the light. He's like, oh my god, what is this? And he steps outside of the dome that Beak's created, and he sees all the Edder, right? They're like 10 foot from the dome. They had run over there. They knew they were going to die. They threw down their weapons. They're like, please save us, essentially. Fiddler just steps out and looks at them and beckons them in just waves them in and then beak go oh man i'm tearing up beak goes it's okay they're our friends too i want everybody to be happy i want to save everyone and then one of the mages of the edder because he was corrupted by the cripple god's magic erupts into flames and dies he can't he's he's not pure he can't be purified right all these edder come into this dome everybody's kind of hugging on each other and this wall of magic falls and everybody that's outside of the dome is just torn up in this black swirling red veined like electricity round or a uh, wall of destruction right kills everybody around them 
um, the ma the magicians that were summoning it too, because the holds are unkept, right? Get sucked up in it and get just annihilated. They're torn limb from limb, and then they you know just eviscerate. But the magic doesn't kill Beak's crew, all the the nine hundred people plus the probably like a thousand that or whatever it was they took in. Um, and then Beak dies, and he's on his knees holding himself, and Hellion's there crying, and Beak is like, "I did this for my friends," you know, really sad stuff. Mm. Then Beak wakes up at Hood's gate. Uh, he meets the god of death who picks him up and says, go through that gate. Your brother's waiting. He's like, what? And he goes, but you, he's not going to remember who you are yet. He was like eight when he died. You're as old as you are now. Beak goes through the gate, sees his little brother who hung himself. They're playing with little wax figures that they played with as kids. And he goes up and asks him if he can play with them. Mm, damn. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> oh, man, I'm tearing up, bro. That shit. That got me, man. I read that. I was crying like a baby. I'm not I'm not lying. So, it's like it's all over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can tell how much it affected you, affected you again right now. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like troll. Then, oh, God. <laughs> so, anyways, I'll wrap it up. That's, that's it. So, book seven had the best ending I've ever read of any book. 250 pages of just insanity great action and heartbreaking moments um the likes of which i didn't think i'd ever reach in reading a book you know yeah um and people said that about malazan and what's funny is i haven't actually like i cried at beak i didn't cry at troll i didn't really feel it because i was numb but thinking back on it now i feel all of that everything from this series up till now that has been a gut punch i feel it and i'm getting near the end you know I got three books left. I'm trying to read 30 pages a day to 50 pages a day and just kind of crank out the last three, you know, yeah. keeping up with notes. Um, but to wrap it up, because I, I don't want to, I know I've taken about 30 minutes now and it's all Malazan, right? But that's okay. I haven't done one of these in probably a year, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> what you call them? When you start book eight, you are right back on Genabacus where it all started. And immediately you get to see people stuck in Dragnapur, which is Anamander Rake's sword connections made to all these other characters you hop around a little bit you get to go over and see black coral which is where the penny and Domin was which is where the tistanti are and the way it kind of throws you in is it's like you can feel it's the start of the end I, I can't explain it but it's like where malazan what it felt like in the beginning deviated from a little bit with the other books but it, what it always felt like was the genabacus uh, continent right that's at least that's how i feel because it's such high magic whereas the other places are kind of like they're high fantasy high magic or whatever but daru just saying get it back because it's very fantasy you know high high fantasy um but yeah man it's like i can feel it it's the beginning of the end not just because it's book eight of ten but it's there's something going on one, like yeah the, uh, like Anamander Rake yeah mm. Anamander Rake is talking about how he's got to go to a sale which is this continent which I think there's four Krola sale there so they're finally getting pulled in the mix and he has to go he's not in a rush but something's coming someone's going to kill him there's people trying to kill the bridge burners in Genebacus the Ezath Tower is starting to eat things and pull them in so there's something wrong there um, and not to mention uh, what else is there there's like plots to kill people all sorts of shit going on um obviously but then uh what was it in dragnapur the cart has slowed down so the the whole sword of anamander rake if obviously no one's gonna remember but i'll say if you guys remember it's a warren unto itself it's the warren of shadow or whatever or death or something it's another one right but anybody that gets killed is chained to this giant cart that pushes uh, mother darkness or whatever 
who is she's also in this cart filled with souls right she's crushed by it. everybody's crushed and they're supposed to pull this thing but now it's slowing down and so it's like what happens if they stop you know it's it's cataclysmic essentially mm-hmm. and so you have the beginning of the end and then the coolest part of it all to show how erickson you know waxes poetic connects everything sorry from the beginning that was possessed by cotillion one of the assassins is named Absalar, right that's her name that she adopts when she uh, has her mind back or rather that's her name Absalara is the original assassin that got the name that killed um, I have it written in the notes but it's like something from when the Malazan Empire started and you know when Kelvin and them fell I believe but she's there and she's breaking the chains so she's gonna get out and so it's like you can feel this convergence of everything you know what I mean it's um, all coming together. <laughs> yeah, and it's all just in this one continent. It's not touching on Letharis. It's not touching on Seven Cities, but it's like you could feel the end coming now. Like, I, I started it, and I got chills. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to pay off. So that's the Malazan rant. That's really all I've been up to past that. Um, uh, writing photos, uh, finished JoJo Part 2 on to Part 3. Uh, there you go. But that's my uh, my thing. Thank you for listening. <laughs> That was my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> that was my TED talk on Malazan. The vibe too. All right. So that was like a half hour. <laughs> let's get into the news, boys. All right. So first up, let's see, because we actually don't actually have that much, to be fair. Um. So apparently, uh, Daphne Keaton being addressed uh, for the role of X twenty three in uh, MCU. I'm looking forward. Oh, to it. yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, well, that sounds cool. I'm like, let's go. Give me her, please. <laughs> Change your language my, a little. Like my um, I don't know. I want her as X23. <laughs> no, I was making a bad I joke. Want, I want her as X23. Outside, I think she's a. Uh, I actually don't know how old she is. Since how old is Logan? Logan, it's 2017. Yeah, 2017. Hmm. 2018, okay. No, it's 2017. She's probably teens, if not 20 now. <laughs> probably. Maybe. And don't make it right. No, I'm just... But I don't, way... I don't know what joke. I'm... Sorry, I'm dead from this Malazan thing. <laughs> <laughs> it kills him inside. Man is emotionally spent. Yeah, she's 18. She's 411. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, taller no, some, than her. Yeah, something just told me to just look, look it up. But yeah, she's like, uh, she's like 18 now. So look, it's 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 legal even if it came off weirdly. Real quick, <laughs> Flair, if you do go read it, believe me, you'll forget everything I said by then. Trust me, it's a lot. All right, continue. <laughs> but um, I'm really hoping that she gets the role for it. Uh, I've been talking for like a while about how uh, I prefer, if anything, for them to just have um, Hugh Jackman show up in the MCU, be like, all right, I was always here. Peace. Here's mm-hmm. my daughter. <laughs> no one. And then that's the, we move forward with her as the new Wolverine. <laughs> well, with him, aren't they planning on doing uh, like a multiverse type thing? Yeah, it's, um, he's going to be in Deadpool 3. And I don't know how they're going to play that out, but I know that uh, the idea is that he's going to be in it for a little bit. And he mentioned that the only reason he would come back is if, um, if it was in the MCU, but he's also gone on record recently about a lot of stuff about how like being Wolverine has like destroyed his body in a lot of ways because of the workouts and stuff that he would have to do to maintain mm-hmm. that 
level of physique. Mm. And so obviously, even if he is the MCU's like quote unquote canon Wolverine, he won't be doing the role for like forever. You, you definitely can't continue it indefinitely, right? So that's, that's probably why they're bringing Daphne Keene. Oh my, that's bring smart. Her in. Twenty three. We all got work. It's perfect. <laughs> we already <laughs> used to the idea of her playing it, so it's like she's old enough to be the character. She's genuinely old enough to be the character in both instances of mm-hmm. her uh, of her acting career. So I'm like, perfect. Let her do it. Um, I know. Next up, we have uh, we talked about it a little bit. We got Final Fantasy sixteen. They had like a IGN had a hand on preview. Oh man, that game looks so cool. <laughs> it looks incredible. Just more reason to not have a life in June. That is. That is. So in June, bro, all day. Not only do we have Devil May Cry style action going mm-hmm. on in this game. Designed I mean, by the guy who did DMC5. Exactly. Um, but we have giant kaiju battles that we can control as we get to play as the summons. Mm-hmm. We got Devil May Cry and now Bayonetta 3. Let's go. It's all mixed <laughs> And that just looks it's... crazy. Like, they look... Like, the fights in both of these instances look wild. I can't wait to play this. I'm genuinely baffled on how a game is gonna... How a game like this is gonna play. Mm-hmm. Genuinely. Because, like, um... The thing about character action games, a lot of them are short games. Um... Like, they're not super long. Devil May Cry 5 is not super long, no. right? Like, mm-hmm. and all of the Devil May Cry games aren't very long. Bayonetta isn't super long. Just They just aren't super long games. But um, Final Fantasy's long. Like, Final Fantasy is a long game. And the only thing that comes close to being... Well, the only thing that is both and worked is uh, Nier. Nier Automata is a character action game and a... Uh, and a an RPG like a Final Fantasy style RPG but that game has like a shit ton of breaks where they're like hey yeah you can walk away technically if you wanted to (laughs) you could just leave come back later I think I saw like what uh, Final Fantasy 16 is going to have like uh, it's not going to be strict free roam but it's going to be like larger uh, zones that you can free roam in uh, (laughs) because it is character action so I imagine there's going to be some uh, deviation where you can walk off one way you know, go find somebody, do a side quest or something. And there's got to be some kind of mini games. I, I wouldn't imagine it'd be 50 hours of just playing it. Because, like, and you're not wrong, because it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it, when it initially was announced, it seemed almost like a bit of The Witcher. You know what I mm. mean? Like, it had, like, that hint yeah. of, like, go hunt down, like, your Final Fantasy monster that's in this general era, general area and deal with it, right? Uh, learn how to fight it, get good, you know, things like that. As the game has continued to like progress and you look at it, um, it obviously is getting crazier. And I wonder exactly what is the uh, percentage of doling out uh, your abilities. Because mm. in a game like Nier, um, they circumvented it by having, slight spoilers, but multiple playable characters. Right? So each person played differently. And as soon as you got completely used and mastered playing one, they'd switch up to another one and they'd have a different play style and you get used to that one. And then you play another one and they'd also have a very different play style and you get used to that one. Um, in this game, from what we can tell, you're playing as the same character all the way through. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm wondering how are they going to circumvent this? Are they going to have a bunch of different weapons? Are they like I know getting different uh different of the summons give you different like abilities and styles, so to so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that affects your base move set. I know it affects like your overall arcing certain special abilities you can do, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's like affecting like how you swing the sword and does that change how you swing it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and in a Final Fantasy game that's going to carry on for let's be real, like they they are long games. Um, I just wonder how that's going to play out because even mm-hmm. Seven Remake involves you switching between and changing party members constantly. Even if you didn't have everyone on your team, you're just you're just bouncing back and forth between everybody. And that game is not a full on character action game, but like the idea is like it has a unique system that has you doing that. So I wonder if that's gonna get old. And even as a person that loves games like this, I'm mm. wondering if like is it possible it can overstay its welcome or how they're gonna handle that is yeah. genuinely a curiosity to me. I just hope I'm sure they like that's gotta be number one on what they're talking about mm. when they make it, but it's still it, I guess it's like the only thing to really be worried about, but what I have confidence in is a P, but also um, they have like unlimited budget, you know, if yeah. they have messed up, they could just give us six months. We'll rehash it in an update or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, we'll do it new. <laughs> don't worry. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you gonna say something? Uh, I was going to say was that I hope the pr- approach they choose to kind of handle the situation where you're playing a longer character action game is just constantly expand options not mm-hmm. take the route mm-hmm. of limiting you in the beginning and then getting you forever to get there yeah just just expanding out so like you mastered the sword and then they're like hey look but we gave you another weapon to master look at this another look at this hammer or, right. or like mm-hmm. another way mm-hmm. to like expand your your toolkit and how to use things like um Almost like giving mm. you either, like, instead of just giving you a different way to hit the person, you get a different way to move, or you get a different way to position yourself, or you get a different way to, like, yeah. move, like allow you to use multiple aspects of your brain. Like, the um, the summons, like, the attachment that you have to the summons feel like different characters. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I kind of get that. Where it's just like, alright, so you've unlocked, like... You're, you've mastered being Ifrit's thing. That's basically what you're going to be for, like, most of the game with, like, acts of the whole game. He's like, but, like, what if we just took everything you knew about Ifrit and just flipped it on its head and say, hey, look, you have Garuda. So now you have, like, a wind dash off rip and, like, a bunch of other stuff to unlock for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that. That'd be cool. And, and I hope they kind of take that kind of route because um, I, t- I can't wait. Also, side note, just because we're talking about a Devil May Cry style fantasy Final Fantasy game. I I want Devil May Cry six. Yes. They hinted at it. I'm I'm ready. I, <laughs> I'm ready now. <laughs> my body is ready as well. I need I need my Nero game where it's just Nero and some new character because they you know they're gonna do it. They gotta throw someone else in. And then a year later <laughs> throw in Virgil again. Please. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be so annoyed if they throw in Virgil again. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> Devil May Cry five like out outdid all of its expectations the definitive edition let me down so hard <laughs> why is that because all it introduced was virgil the definitive oh, edition okay. right before that one the definitive edition for uh for four gave hmm. us virgil lady trish like three three different characters to go through the story with 
And Virgil had obviously had his own campaign or whatever. Fine, you know. But like Lady and Trish were cool at it, like changes to the story. So it's like you're not even just going. That game has five playable characters, and so in this one where you start off with three, and know that there's like two others that show up in the story that you want to play as, and then one mm. other we haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> And then there's Virgil, because he has to be in every game. To say that the Definitive Edition came, like took as long as it did to come out, and we only got one person, and like a, the mode that, the Legendary uh, Dark Knight mode obviously came with both the last Legendary Edition and this one. It's a nice edition to have, obviously, it's fun. But it's just like, I was like, oh man, like, that one was a letdown to me, and I know a lot of people lost their shit over Virgil being in that game, but I was like, I, I wanted to play literally everyone else i really like how trish played uh i really i liked how lady played even more <laughs> it's like and i was looking forward to seeing a different version of lucia from two because lucia. let's be real that character deserves to not be just into <laughs> mm. that character just deserves not to be trapped in the worst game in the franchise <laughs> could be they've forgotten about her you know? <laughs> maybe except for the fact that they didn't because the book that came out, it's about five. Um, it's like before, uh, it's like a before crisis story that happens. She's in it. She's in the book. In fact, and this is how you know, like the book is important, and they obviously didn't forget about her. The book is the reason why Dante starts with Balrog. <laughs> <laughs> so when you start the game and you just have this weapon, you're like, where did I get this from? Where did this come from? It's like that's why. <laughs> Like this book over here, where this character exists, then that's why he has it. And I'm like, huh? Because I was about to say, like, funny how like she just didn't show up in this game. <laughs> Real unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> Same thing with Lady and Trish, who are also just just in this game. They're just in there, but that's like it. <laughs> and I thought we were gonna get something with them because they got new designs and everything. They're sitting there, and I'm like, I can't wait. And it's just nothing. I'm like, oh. We even got three slots. <laughs> they came to get folded. For real, they, they really did. Came they came to get folded, and I was like, "Oh, it sucks." Because <laughs> like, you could, as you look through it too, like the way the game is set up, um, there was the talk of like ladies' night, right? Like as a DLC being thing. Be the thing. Mm -hmm. Considering that in five we have three main male characters, ladies' night we would obviously have three of the female characters to exist throughout the Devil May Cry series. Hmm. They could have been dropped directly into all three slots and have been like, those are your levels. Have fun. Have, exactly. It's like, Lady goes wherever Nero went. Trish goes wherever Dante went. Um, Lucia goes wherever um, V went. Done. Problem solved. <laughs> But um, besides that though, we have uh, I'll try to make one through these because we have plenty. Like there's not much, but we have uh this Peter Pan thing, Peter Pan and Wendy, in a movie. <laughs> it's kind of uh, is it a movie? Or is it a show? I hope it's a movie. It's it's probably a movie. Uh, Paul, it's just it's weird, a like uh, comedy shit that uh, Brooklynese right then. <laughs> hey, it'd be like that. <laughs> Look, I'm looking at it being... I'm just looking at this being like, hey, look, they're, they're bringing back Peter Pan. 
Um, ah, forget about it. If you like Peter it. Pan, yeah, if you like Peter Pan, you'll like it. It's it's fine. It's a basically they're just doing it again. It's a live action reimagining. Of I Peter feel Pan. like it's not necessary, but again, yeah, like you said, if you like it, enjoy it. It's also kind of funny because I'm looking at it as like I'm looking at this trailer. I'm like, this is like a darker version of Peter Pan. Like, just from the coloring alone, it just seems like everything is a lot more gray. <laughs> like, if that makes any sense. It's like gray scaled a bit down for all the colors. It's desaturated. He's like, they was like, nah, no, no color. Well, not no color, but you know, it's got that like. I know how to describe it. It's got that serious Marvel blue. <laughs> hmm. There's like exactly certain, yeah. There's like certain movies you. specifically that we like talked about that. It's <laughs> <laughs> got serious Marvel blue. It's coming out April twenty uh, eighth. So you know, be excited for hmm. for more Peter Pan. Yeah. Um. What's another one? What's another one? Let's talk about Tainted Grail though. Let's talk about this this weird behind kind of interesting game that's on early access now. There we go. I think we talked about Tainted Girl before, like it showed up, but it's kind of dope mm. to see that it's on early access. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's basically kind of like Skyrim, but like in close quarters, like a castle, so to speak. Mm. Like a super dungeon is what's happening here. Yeah, first person combat and everything like that. Like it, it reminded us of Dark Souls a lot, and then we like looked at it and like the gameplay really kicked in, and it's like, oh yeah, it's, it's Skyrim, but it's more focused, which I actually don't think is a bad idea. Yeah. Though it is an open world RPG, though it does say it. Apparently, it still well, uh, is. What was the world. name of this one? Tainted Grail, Fall of Avalon. It's got the long title thing going. Oh, there on. it is. Yeah. Actually, out of curiosity, is this? Does it have a <clears throat> for it? I never noticed that. It's coming out March thirtieth, though. So, it's, uh, well, early access is coming out March thirtieth. Did we look at this at another time during the podcast? Yeah, like uh, they we had talked about it before, and um, okay, now it's officially right. getting the, the early access thing for it. This was the one that I think I commented. It looks a little like stiff. But at the same time, the art direction and world looks incredible. I mean, the, I'm watching the trailer now. It looks really good. It almost reminds me of... Uh, some of the stuff in it reminds me more of uh, Infinity Blade than anything else. Yeah. And I, I was see like, that. Oh, that's sick. There needs to be more like free-roam, first-person RPGs like this. Like You would think because of Skyrim, it'd be like the norm, but instead we got Far Cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good point so we got far cry i want more first person so we got starfield i guess but since you have this game up i have another one let me look at my steam um uh my wish list it's an early access game if that well i'll put that in keep an eye on my bad continue no problem um let's see all right so we should probably check out this uh, YWB cannot fire Ezra Miller real quick because I'm actually very interested on that. I, th- I, I need to know. <laughs> I'm just genuinely baffled on why this man does not. Um, he's just 
There's so many questions. There's so many questions, just to be honest. Alright, my bad. Them. Uh, they have not been uh, dealt with accordingly. Um, that sounds worse by saying it like that. <laughs> dealt with Arrested. Just fired. And just not. <laughs> no longer with the company. Oh shit, that's from my wish list. My bad. All this, what is face? Let me see. Probably should look at this beforehand, but I just didn't get a chance to, to check it out. Let me see. Is that right? Here we go. Ezra Miller. Look at the Ezra Miller thing I'm doing here. So they haven't fired oh. him yet. Oh, damn. Hmm. Almost blew out my, uh, Ooh, my eardrums out. Yeah, same. Gotcha. But wow. Okay. <clears throat> this is considered a bad habit. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's it's him going through treatment. Yeah. That is the that is the main reason why. It's because he's going through uh, treatment specific. Decided to get help. That he is uh, or they are they are void of uh, I guess consequences from WB specifically. No, but uh, I ain't gonna front. <laughs> I definitely would have, definitely would have got them out of the project the moment they started messing up. But they're allowed to be like, "Hey, look, he's going to cheat it. They'll be fine. They'll be fine." <laughs> I'll I'll give him this, man. I like uh, what's called. Uh, I like his portrayal of the Flash. A lot of people didn't. I didn't at first. Kind of watched it more. Watching the trailer for the Flash movie, it's like I like it. I. I hope they do good in this new in this new one, right? I hope that it's a good version of the Flash in this uh, movie coming out. But like, damn, like the other versions, he's going to my the one in Justice League and the one in in uh, uh, well, I guess it's both versions of Justice League. That's that's where they exist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I'm kind of good on like personality wise, I don't think it's too bad. Right, it's it's kind of whatever, um, but goes. for sure the the running is the main thing that kills me every time. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I get it. It's it's kind of like he I guess is he's too fast, too furious. I'm gonna go to hell for that. But um, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. He's just I guess it's because he's like so fast. He's flinging himself in a way. It makes sense. But I agree. It's kind of it's so bad. It's so bad. insulting. It's, it's insulting to, to anyone that runs. <laughs> it's insulting yeah. to my eyes. <laughs> like, imagine you're a track star, you know, and you watch the movie. You're just like, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a matter of having good form. It's like, do your legs work properly? <laughs> I'm glad I've committed my life to this. I quit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, pretty much the main reason for those that aren't, uh, aren't aware is because he's going treatment. He's actually go undergoing treatment they cannot fire him it's just it's that simple like Ezra Miller is actively trying to fix the problem so they're like you know what we'll let you fix it <laughs> we'll let you do that I mean he could reform you know mm -hmm. and if he has a great comeback story look at that we still know, have right? a good because like Robert Downey Jr same way right mm -hmm. had like had a really bad drug problem went through like some really low lows came yeah. back from it He's Iron Man now. 
Yeah. <laughs> he so is like, I Iron think, Man and Sherlock Holmes. Both. Think about, we're all we're all young once, you know, and I, like I I I'm in the passive and quick to judge like that, but like as I'm getting older, I kind of focus on more on stuff. You know, it's like, I mean, shoot, we all make mistakes. You know, if you go and judge somebody on a harsh or bad thing they did, I'm not saying it's always right and, you know, don't remember it, but in some cases like this one, maybe wait it out, see what happens, and if he truly learns from it, well, then, you know, keep it going. Because that's, it's also that weird case of, like, if he's, if there's a good artist, but they're doing bad stuff, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we will, I don't know, it's, it's strange. Life is I'll strange. I'll refrain from any further judgment. But, like, the stuff that was done when Ezra Miller was going on their little rampage. He was a, he was a hoe, you know. They, they was, they, they, there was some villainous acts going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just not like, denying that. <laughs> it's, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, I don't know if we can overlook this. We'll see how this plays out. If you're truly repentant and, you know, actually are doing your best because you are currently trying to seek help, um, mm-hmm. fine. Like, I'll, I'll forgive you. Like, it's it happened that sucks though for those people that were involved but like you caused some heavy trauma to some people yeah. <laughs> like some heavy trauma <laughs> mm-hmm. um so we'll just like i said we'll see how this plays out and you know if things work out things work out yeah. for the best right it's like you went through this time you caused some people some pain but you are regretful of that if you want to be a better person you're seeking to be a better person good um I, it's it's the same like I guess qualms I have not the exact same qualms but same idea I have with X Tentacion or X Tentacion mm. where it's like you might have wanted to be a, in X's case he died early right so it's like you might have wanted to be a better person but you never actually truly got there you were never forgiven so you know as far as I'm concerned you still died a, a horrible person um, yeah but. Um, a lot of people do like to make the argument that it's like he was trying his best towards the end to try to be better and I'm like that's fine but you need to get there first Is and that's just how I feel about it he was like it's it's good that you had the intentions to start but if you don't make it there then you, you're not forgiving it mm-hmm. um, so Ezra I'm not wishing death on him by any means no I'm not doing that but like you know we'll see how this plays out I hope your redemption story comes to a proper conclusion you know mm-hmm um, next we got okay, player, you get to go crazy. We got Tekken 8. <laughs> and it's my main. <laughs> it's Jin Kazama. <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna let you give me the breakdown on oh this my one. God, What's so... different about Jin in this I, game? Everything you've seen Besides in that trailer. Coat. And yeah, his drip is pretty immaculate in this game. His drip is his drip is Rock Howard's drip. I really want to make it out, but you know. <laughs> but Yes, and this gen trailer they they did a lot by showing as much they showed a lot and a little at the exact same time. Like they just showed just enough to like see what is going to be different for Jin in Tekken Eight, and they showed a lot of crazy enders and they they followed pretty much the exact same structure as Kaz, uh, Kaz's trailer, where you see <clears throat> their new strings, their new enders. You see like what inspiration they have behind their new moves, like in just like Kaz. Um, the Mishimas have been stealing moves from each other. Uh, Jin, Jin is so special he stole from himself. Stealing moves. <laughs> he got older moves back. <laughs> he stole from Devil Jin, his devil version as well. He got some moves from his father and got some from his grandfather. Is the Mishimas tend to steal quite a bit. 
apparently. It also looked like <laughs> also feels like hanging around Lars got him doing some new kind of flip kicks into the air now. He's uh, oh, uh he's, he stole from Lars too. Like everybody knows Lars was always the anime Mishima and now he just inherited a little bit of it. I'm like, oh god, here we go. <laughs> Looks very good. But yeah, they've shown off like a lot of the new like some a bit of little scary mechanics with the heat mechanics and uh, the fact that you can re splat people on walls. That's really a really big change, and that's kind of scary. Oh. Like, instead of, like, <laughs> around towards the end of the lifespan of Tekken 7, they added the new functionality, like, wall splats and wall stuns. It looks like wall stuns are mm. back. Like, certain moves, whether you get hit or you get blocked, it'll bounce you against the wall, and you get into, like, a state in which the person gets some extra plus frames. So, like, you got to hold that mix. Mm. Uh, now you have, like... You splat someone on the wall, and you can do a particular move and put them higher onto the wall and splat them again. And it's just that's that's crazy to think ah, about. Ah, so if if someone's good, they can kind of just juggle you up against the wall. Yeah, and if that sounds like controller breaking, it, it can be sometimes. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Mm. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that'll. <laughs> it's the kind of thing that'll definitely send some fists through some TVs, maybe. <laughs> on the right circumstances uh, yeah, especially with how much wall carry some characters can have you can be hit at the start of the game and be like ah oh, well damn I lost the round crazy um, <laughs> as the person juggles you all the way to the wall then re-splats you against the wall it's like some of the crazy stuff that Akuma and Geese would do in Tekken 7 mm-hmm. except now oh yeah on that specific stage mm-hmm. and then except now everybody's mm-hmm. gonna do it so well you know how I feel about that if everyone could do it can't be broken it's a fair game <laughs> It ain't broken. <laughs> if everyone could do it, it ain't broken. <laughs> but one of the things that I've always I noticed from like at least like the gameplay breakdowns, not from that trailer specifically, they're giving characters either more health or attacks are doing less damage. One of the two, because Tekken Tekken health do be kind of breaking. Like just seven uh, specifically, it seemed like you had a lot. You'd start off the game and. You know, you, it would it would look like you had a lot, and then you got good, and then you realize you actually didn't have yeah, any. You have like you have like two touches, <laughs> two good touches, and you're usually dead. And that's how quick a game of Tekken can really end. It's one of those things where games usually don't last a long time, but they can just be like, you literally blinked and missed it. I was like, damn, <laughs> how did he die so fast? Oh, what you missed was. <laughs> He touched the corner a little too hard, and uh, that was it. <laughs> His opponent Man, had him. caught him in three him every single time. Lifted him into the air, <laughs> and then the, ma- the round was over. Because it happened twice. What you missed was Akuma did a stomp, put him through the floor, and that was it. That's <laughs> all he needed. But yeah, Jen is looking immaculate in Tekken 8. That was a lot of the new changes that they're giving him. I can't wait to play him. Uh, too bad all the location tests are in arcades in Japan. I can't afford a ticket for that. <clears throat> Truly unfortunate. But I'm hoping that like by Evo's time, we might have like some sort of open, closed beta, whatever, so I can at least have an attempt to try and play it. Because I'm actually going to be trying to go to Evo this year. So if they have a playable build of the game there, that would also be amazing. I'll bet. Because there's a decent amount of games that are like coming out right now uh six is six gonna be at six is gonna be at evo uh yeah tekken six is that's a Tekken six well no, no, not six uh street yeah, fighter street six. six is gonna be at evo yeah too. street fighter six is uh yeah. I, i'm debating on entering it debating 
Mm. Uh, because one seems like they want to a million dollars. That and the fact that mm. like um, the game will only have been out for a month at the time, so like anybody could really win. Anybody could take it. Yeah, <laughs> at that point, anyone. And if you can play and actually get to the point where you're pretty good and you know the game, you have a chance. This is why I feel like that, and along with everything else, is going to make that game like just pretty ridiculous and then there's the fact that i don't know mortal kombat 11 got announced last week i guess like i mean oh yeah it's coming coming back to oh yeah sort of kind of yeah no that's true like ed boon was just kind of like yeah it's a thing i guess (laughs) like everyone just kind of looks and goes it's not really a confirmation but i'll take it (laughs) it's like a i mean it's, it's, it's not really a leak kind of leak, but it's kind of a leak because Warner Brothers is like, yeah, we plan to mm-hmm. we plan to get some major profits in Mortal Kombat 12 this year. Oh, yeah, that was they should have waited and done a, a PR campaign, I think. But see, I agree, but at the same time, I'm also sitting there just thinking about Mortal Kombat, like in general, and I'm like, Nether Realms only ever makes two games. <laughs> they really only got two. So it's like, hey, they haven't put out anything in a while. I wonder what it could be. They're going to be yeah. Injustice 2 or... It's a new uh, no, IP. Injustice 3. Injustice 3. Moral Injustice. <laughs> or... <laughs> Combat. Injustice God's 3. Or a, Mortal, or a Mortal Kombat game. And so it's like, well, um, we'll see what it is. <laughs> we'll just see. And they're like, I don't know, man. We don't know if we're doing another Injustice. So they're like, okay, cool. We'll wait for 12, I guess. <laughs> Sneaky link, I know what you're making. Uh, it's not even, it's not even surprising. Mm-hmm. So like, there was a, I think there was a, a while back like Ed Boon had said something about like we're probably working on one or the other, and everybody lost their shit and was like, yeah, no shit, <laughs> they're probably working on one or the other. It's the only thing they make. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for that information. I guess. <laughs> well, there were a lot of rumors circulating of what kind of games. Uh, another one we're working on. I did, the yeah. There were some weird rumors about them not actually making a fighting game this time, and I was like, "Huh, weird, mm-hmm. right?" Like it's like that sounds crazy. Them not making, maybe they're like people were thinking it might have been a Shadow Monks two, right? Again, another beat 'em up. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were looking at it really just kind of like maybe, but like there's no way no one in that studio is working on like twelve or Injustice three. It's just impossible that no one's working on it. It was so. actually one of those things that was funny because it was that poll that he put up shortly after MK11, well, month, a month or so after MK11 came out. And it was a poll pretty much saying, like, what game would you look forward to the most? And the choices were Mortal Kombat 12, Injustice mm-hmm. 3, a new mm-hmm. Shaolin Monks, or a new IP. I wonder what won. The question of what won was Mortal Kombat 12. Of course. I guess so. The very close second was the new Shaolin Monks. And then after that, it was like a new IP. No one wanted Injustice 3. Damn. No one wanted Injustice 3. Damn. (laughs) No one wanted Injustice 3. I probably would have wanted the new IP more. I would have liked to see what they could have done outside of Mortal Kombat. Because it's like, all right, like give me, give me something new, right? And if not, it would have been Shallow Monks. I would have just liked to see something different. You know what I mean? But it's 
<laughs> fine, I guess. <laughs> I guess we just go directly with 12. Right into 12. The fact that everybody was just like, give me a new 12. It's like, no, you don't even want to see an attempt at something new. <laughs> not even, not even attempt. It was like Shadow Monks were sitting there being like, hey, look, man, we could be a new <clears throat> game. We could be another one. Who? Why not? Damn. Unfortunately. Yeah, nah, there was like not 12. Um, next up on this list, we got Bayonetta Origins. Um, it's got a nice little breakdown trailer. Essentially, it's just some new gameplay that looks at the game and how it's been so far. It's, it um... Looks interesting. It is interesting. It, it manages to still be kind of an action game, but it's a little weird. It's more puzzling. Mm-hmm. It's not as uh, super high fidelity, crazy platinum action, but the art's going crazy, so I'm not I'm not mad. <laughs> the art's kind of doing way more than it needs to. What's, what I'm you liking. got going on right here? Yeah. A little cute over here. Hey. Honestly, real talk, if they could get the next Bayonetta game to just look like this. Not exactly like the proportions, but just like the 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 art the style, way yeah. it looks. Like but the in art. the third person at combat, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like that would that would be a nice way to take the series. Is all I'm saying. Mm, you're looking <laughs> like Okami over here. I kind of want to kiss you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I hope this game turns out to be good. I feel like it's a little overpriced, uh, considering it. But maybe there's more to this game that's uh, that meets the eye. Cause like it's uh, it's almost like you know if you want to quote Transformers that's fine but don't do it when I'm here. <laughs> I'm kidding. Shoot, you play it and it's actually like a sixty to eighty hour experience. I was like that'd be crazy. I'm like all right, well, shoot. <laughs> but uh, next up on this we have uh, we have Die Hard Two Die Harder. God, <laughs> I didn't even know it was a movie the first time I watched it. It's a Roku original. <laughs> I didn't know there was a first one, to be honest. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm guessing he's just having fun. Yeah. It's just Kevin Hart doing Kevin Hart stuff gotta love in it. an action movie. He's hit or miss, man. It's like, it's either going to be super funny or it's going to be super, oh, that's Kevin Hart, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for the super funny aspect of it, honestly. Because mm. so, it's, it's just not often you get to see him in like a more serious role, and I know it's going to be a comedy. It's going to be a comedy, but like, yeah. <clears throat> it's it's more serious than most of his other stuff. If that makes any sense. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to at least enjoying that much of it. Um, next up we got Ultimate Sackboy, which I'm gonna be real. I don't know what this is. <laughs> it's what is it? A bunch I saw of it was games? like, hey, yo, wait, I'm down for a little Big Planet. <laughs> So let's let's take a let's take a little gander. Is it an Infinite Runner? It is an Infinite Runner. Ah, uh, is it on phone or is it? It's gotta that, be. That's probably it's probably yeah. on phone. Because yeah, it's it's, it's just uh, their version of Subway Surfer. Yeah. Or uh, rather, this would be. Uh... Yeah, no, it's Subway Surfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's Temple Runner Subway Surfer. I guess it's more Subway Surfer because Subway Surfer mm-hmm. has the rails. It's got a train that comes in yeah, this, and you can and, break uh, the train. That Temple Run. Didn't have lanes. It just kind of was your. You gotta hit them turns real quick. <laughs> yeah, I like Little Big Planet mm-hmm. though. Yeah, I know. Right. one thing I'm gonna say. Glad they're using Sackboy and more stuff. Um, have you, some people they've spent like years making like Final Fantasy VII in it, and it's like, my God, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, they gave them an engine and they went to work. 
They got yeah. jobs from it, actually, to be fair. Damn. Dreams, too. Dreams is crazy, apparently. Yeah, like, I see some of the crazy stuff that people have made in that game. It is freaking ridiculous. People have made just, like, so many different kinds of games within that game. Mm-hmm. Dreams is just a, a tech demo for their engine. Go ahead and apply now, I guess. Also, uh, next up. Hey, yo, so uh, Joe Matt's coming back. He's continuing Battle Chasers. After fucking 22 years, bro. Why did you take Never a break? It's been 22 years. <laughs> but he's on his way back. I'm looking forward to reading this again. Because, like, this... Uh, I mean, I, I played it mainly through the game. Uh, the little RPG that they had. Mm-hmm. But this thing is cool. Like, Battle Chasers is cool. I don't know if you ever looked at Battle Chasers or, like, got into Never it. did, but the, the art's pretty good, man. They live in an arcane punk world, and I'm like, you know what? I can like it. <laughs> arcane punk? Ooh. Okay. Oh, both. Like, the, the comic. It, this is the, the comic. Um, they originally, I believe it was originally a comic, then they made the game. <clears throat> yeah, they made the game later. And then they did some other stuff here and there. But, like, yeah, Joe Matt is... I always liked his art back when he worked for Marvel and did some crazy stuff. It's mm-hmm. a it's a vibe to see that he's uh, back again. He's he, got a very anime art style, but it's like it's Western very, anime. Yeah, it's like the epitome of like <laughs> it's the epitome it, of like over exaggerated everything, right? Yeah, like it's like what the '90s. It's the my bad, hit the mic, but it's like the best of the '90s meets often. I, I think like some of the best of anime too. This guy's got mm-hmm. a good style. I don't know why I said style like that. It just came out. Because, like, the muscle characters are more muscly than ever. The females are just as voluptuous as ever. Everything is extreme. And we like the extremes because it's funny. Extreme looks good, man. You know. Honestly, yeah. Like, if you can make it look good, extreme looks awesome. Hmm. Um, next up, we got Beneath. Which, uh... Looks like Fear 3. Or 4. <laughs> Well, I was gonna say, like these these horror games are really coming, really just coming out now. Like they yeah. just yeah. have been nonstop. This one, plenty of them. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna lie. This one probably could use some, uh, based on the trailer alone. Probably use some touch up works. <laughs> looks like the it, ten frames. Yeah, looks like it could use some extra extra frames for sure. Put some extra frames in the budget. I didn't know they got Tom Cruise to do the voice acting. <laughs> I did. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It, it just, I thought it, and one of the top comments is that too, and I was like, ah, yeah, I'm not the only one who heard it. He just sounds like it. Fair enough. <laughs> Imagine Tom Cruise really worked on it. This... Good job though for getting the the sound right. As far as like, if you sound like Tom Cruise, like fuck it, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll use off brand Tom Cruise. <laughs> Dude, your voice just just be you. He's like, well, it looks I, like honestly, a fun it looks. Yeah, it it's like, like I said, it looks like fear. Stuff. It's like the destruction. There's the the way the gun moves around and stuff. It just it looks like old fear games. Which, I mean, hey, fear was a pretty good franchise. Mm-hmm. It's a vibe to try yes, to do it again, sort of, kind of, to to recapture those moments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have uh, Age <clears throat> of Wonders Four. I'm not mistaken. This is a yeah. See, well, no, not CRPG. It's um, it's like a S, strategy RPG. Hmm. Which I mean, hey, you like strategy RPGs? I mean, oh, it's this a is like uh, 
a little bit like Civilization. Yeah, it's like Civ. It's like Civ and um, what's the other one? I'm blanking on. It's like War. It's not Warhammer, but like Total Warcraft. War. Warcraft. Oh, like oh Warcraft. War. Okay, I see it. Yeah, it's more Warcraft. I was gonna say it's not Total War. But it's a vibe. You like those kind of games? <laughs> I'm sick of my I have a soft spot for them, but I haven't played them in like years, man. Like uh, Civ is probably the closest thing, and I'll play Civ every so often. But like, there's a difference between like playing Civ and then playing like other ones, like um something more like Stellaris, uh, Starcraft, and stuff like mm. that. Yeah, like those those feel different, and I haven't touched those in like forever. Uh, hmm. We also have uh, Dragonair, Silent God. I'm trying to remember what this one was. I just know one thing. When I first saw it, I was like, is this a Torchlight commercial? I do kind of seem like it, don't it? <laughs> I could have sworn we had gameplay for this at some point, but not. it's definitely not in this trailer. He's on my Dragonair. Yeah, for Dragonair. Um, it's looking fully cinematic. And so that doesn't help me at all. That looks like it's pushing a D&D kind of thing. So here it is. If you CRP. search it up, I think you could find the gameplay. Oh, here's the description. Silent God is an open-world fantasy RPG that pushes you into a world to control over 200 heroes. Whoa. Wait a minute. It's a, that's a tactical lot of people. RPG, I think. Yeah, that's what you'd call it. Open-world tactical heroes. RPG. Yeah, it's an experience in strategy combat. Okay, it's strategy combat game. Uh, Tactics. So that sounds more like... um. Dang, what was that game that we played? It was me, you, uh, Nips, and Narda. Divinity, Original Sin. It sounds a lot like yeah, that. Yeah, Divinity. D- dude, look no, at the no. gameplay. Yeah, it's it looks like Divinity. Like, you roll the dice and, like, you know, move around with the top-down view, but then when you go in combat, it turns into tactical. Mm. Just like Divinity. I mean, well, on its own battlefield, so it's a little bit different, mm. but it's yeah, cool. It's like, yeah, is always down. Always down for this. Good CRPG. This trailer doesn't help uh, visualize it, but it, I mean, it's doing a cool thing when it's doing it. Um, next up, we have Iris and the Giant. Honestly, this game just looked pretty. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's just, that's the main thing. Um, let me see. Guessing from vibes, it's a probably. Let me see what it's about. Let me get the proper description up. What's his name? My favorite voice actor's in it. Oh, that us? Yeah, he's the dad. Oh, dang. Uh, who? Let me see. Liam. Actually, I probably won't know. Oh, is he actually? I, I don't know if it is, but it sounds an awful lot like him. If you go to about uh, 55 seconds. I'm trying to see if I can hear him. I can't say I actually recognize the voice of my girlfriend. Um, it might not be him. Iris Giant is a fusion of uh, collectible card games with RPG and uh, roguelike elements, which I'm assuming, yeah, okay. That sounds cool. Very much off rip. I had a feeling I was like, we're dealing with the idea of like depression and things of that nature and like uh, expectations. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like, you're, she's braving the fears of her imagination uh, behind a game of geek, uh, minimal art style. It's a vibe. It's a, it's a cool one. Mm. So he touched a young woman facing the inner demons and soothing uh, the raging giant inside. 
That sounds it's probably like a bit of like depression and anger issues real far as like expectation things like that goes like yeah pressure i have to give that a try it's a, it's cool definitely something that you should play if you you know you need to relax have some fun enjoy <clears throat> yourself and like a good story all right next up so i don't even know how to pronounce this word <laughs> <laughs> The thaumaturge, I think. Thaumaturge. Thaumaturge. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is thaumaturge. That's my guess. Because uh, D and yeah, D and D has taught me thaumaturgy, and looking at it, I'm like, that's close. But every time I look at that word, I'm just like, jeez. This is a gameplay cinematic trailer. So as I'm trying to look at the trailer for this, uh, the Mandalorian popped up. So I guess we'll just talk about that real quick. Hey, yo, Mandalorian, (laughs) the new season is coming out. (laughs) I guess the thing just told me, hey, talk about Mandalorian now. It looked good. It's Mando season three. Or four? It's three. Pedro Pascal said, I'm not done. (laughs) He's still watching (laughs) me again. I was like, so, you know. We're gonna be watching uh we're gonna be watching that whenever I mean it's out now. I just have to start watching it and mainly with you. So I'll get to that when I get to that. Um Thermocrodes, you said it was like Diablo? Mm. That's how I felt dark like fantasy, yeah, it's looking Vic- then like I'm... dark Victorian. Yeah. Maybe? And it's then a, I'd say I started seeing like the gameplay. It looks more like a turn based RPG, like a like the it has like a lot of top down camera and the movement kind of reminds me of like a Diablo S game. Yeah, it did look like it has like a cinematic. Is that cards? Do I see cards? <laughs> like, I'm gonna go back a little bit. I saw some gameplay, oh, but I'm like, did I just see cards? I saw the fact that you like summon different beasts in there, almost SMT esque. Bro, if this is just a like a Victorian or a Shinigami, not uh, yeah, Shinigami Tensei. Yeah. My first question is, why have we not done this before? <laughs> Wait, that's what the thaumaturge is? is? Yeah, it seems like Victorian it's just a, like a western style. He, he's like summoning things as if mm-hmm. it's like kind of like that. It. Sounds so cool. It turns out to be like that. That's kind of <gasps> oh. fun. Okay, I see. But I could just kind of like be. And it does look like you were customizing your demon a little mm-hmm. bit. You had more than one. It's taking a long. Yeah, why is there not more of Shimakami Tensei? Or Digimon? Or Pokemon? from the west actually there's a ton of pokemon clones out there good ones too honestly like people really started going like i'm upset with pokemon i'm gonna make something better temtem <laughs> temtem is out here Tem-tem. um so we got uh clash artifact of chaos which um i believe we talked about but apparently like we have the nighttime gameplay which looks kind of wild <laughs> Why did it look like... I'm not going to find... It seems like the camera zoomed in more from the last time we saw it. So now it's more like God of War. Yeah, it looks way more like God of War. Oh, God, yeah. God of War or... Uh, <laughs> like God of War Borderlands style. Or Absolver. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Which are just a crazy, like... Gob- like uh, Golem mm-hmm. thing? It looks cool. It looks cool. Nighttime seems like you you just gonna be throwing hands about the move. <laughs> oh, and some feats. So it's crazy though. 
what an interesting world with what a like what looks like a very ugly looking main character. <laughs> I'm not gonna front. <laughs> I was like, this main character is not something I usually want to play as, but you know, <laughs> the nighttime stuff looks cool when you get to be a golem, so I'm down. <laughs> the art style is really. I want to see more of this. You know. Yeah. There can't sure. be an embargo from Borderlands forever. See, like, that's the thing. Like, just because you don't like Borderlands is fine, but I just feel like that art style is useful in other things, for mm-hmm. sure. And so it's like, I'd want to see it be done in other things. Like, my biggest pet peeve, but it's not, like, a, it's not really a, a problem, but, like, I find that, like, it is an unfortunate misstep. Well, not a misstep, but missed opportunity. Is that the, for instance, the Spider-Man games or any other Batman games never came out with this, like, that cel-shaded kind of style. With mm. the exception of, like, that Telltale's Batman game. But that's not really the game I wanted to play as Batman in a cel-shaded environment. It's a good game, yeah. but it's not really the one I want. It's not how I wanted to play those games, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm. <laughs> um, but, like, the fact that, like, Spider-Man, both, both the Spider-Man games and... Um, all the Arkham games came out and uh, was just like, yeah, we're just not going to bother trying to be like a cel-shaded one. I'm like, oh, man, what a, what a missed opportunity. And obviously Logan's not going to be either. Like the, the Wolverine game that's coming out. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. damn, missed opportunity to do something really cool with the thing. Um, we already talked about Man Lion. Last up, we got uh, Haunted Mansion. That looks hilarious. It does, honestly. It's been a minute. You get this. Yeah, the Haunted, the Haunted Mansion. Mansion. I want yeah. It looks strange. With Danny DeVito. Good, funny, but like, I mean, it's kind of like, hey, I don't know why they're making another one. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't that long ago we had the Eddie Murphy one, but then B, mm-hmm. it's like, it's a very, like, it's a mishmash of characters, but it works. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Well, they're just having some fun with it. Which I guess Haunted I Mansion is kind of one of those ideas you could just have fun with. Mm-hmm. Owen Wilson and Danny mm-hmm. DeVito one movie and it's not the early 2000s this is crazy and Rosario Dawson as well exactly and Lakeith Stanfield and that man is hilarious this movie's about to be weird I was like I haven't fun with that one though um we had the Dead Island uh two extended gameplay trailer as well so that everyone can get a nice little visuals and stuff of uh what's going on in uh the world of Dev uh Dead Island. This game Honestly, is like the end of the three for me. I still don't believe it exists. Yeah, for real. It's not out till it's in your hand. <laughs> I do think it looks like. God, I talked a lot today. Anyway, like, um, I think it looks pretty cool. You know, like, it's like uh, how Dead Island was the precursor, then Dying Light was like what Techland went off with, wanted to do. Now, Dead Island 2 is what the precursor has evolved in with another company in another direction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it is the the gore tech on this is ridiculous, genuinely. It is violent, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing about it is like I'm kind of looking at it, just kind of being like, well, like I said, till it gets in my hand. Um, it's it doesn't look bad combat wise because Dead Island ran into some problems towards the end. Maybe they've figured out that they're either gonna give you uh, guns more often and probably swash out the ammo a bit more or something like that or melee is going to be the real focus like for real for real like they want you to use melee throughout the whole game because yeah. if I'm not mistaken the original dead island had uh 
a huge problem with the later half of the game becoming kind of like boring. Also, it, it does look it's getting kind of wild and nutso with what they're what you're doing. Yeah. But mm. um yeah, the original one had a problem where like once you got guns, the game became like a weird cakewalk and kind of boring at the same say, time. Like everything was if you weren't using guns, mm-hmm. you were playing the game wrong, and then the guns were just busted beyond belief. Because everything you could do to the weapons, mm-hmm. you could do to the guns. And it was just kind of like, well, um, never having to use melee again. <laughs> yeah. Which is not a bad thing, but it's just like, for for a game that's about like being te- in intense survival situations, it does kind of go like that. From but, what it looks um, like, it's like there's a heavy melee focus, heavy crafting on the melee, but then the guns are great, but then ammo's scarce, so you want to mm-hmm. save it, which I think is perfect. And with this game, since they're leaning in more to the craziness, they don't have to worry. Like they don't have to worry about maintaining that uh, tenseness anymore. Like the idea of like fighting a zombie is like problems. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You're just kind of like like yeah, an electrical marine claws. They're pretty much leaning into what um, what was it called? Uh, Dead Rising. Uh, yes. Uh, <clears throat> what Dead Rising is, and was I guess because like I haven't seen another one of those since four. I think four killed the franchise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Capcom, Capcom can find a way to fix it. They fixing everything now. They Literally. have no wrong. You're not wrong. They all fixing everything right now. They're doing it. I'm still waiting on Exo Primal though, but I'll give them time. I'll give them time. Exo <laughs> Primal, uh, we'll see. We'll see. That one's kind of clean. It's kind of weird though, but it's kind of clean. If they decide to not be cowards and just go like, "Look, it's in the same world as Dino Crisis," then I'll be like, "No, <laughs> you win." You win, <laughs> but until they until they do that, still kind of being cowards. <laughs> um, next up we have uh, the skier ritual, which um, episode three is out. That's the deal. I think we talked about this when uh, both episode one and episode two came out. So yeah, episode three is out. Um, if you've been enjoying this first person shooter horror experience kind of horror experience <laughs> um enjoy it it's, it's more like horror themed i'd say than horror like an actual horror experience it's horror themed because i don't know about anybody but i'm not really afraid of giant rats and the guns you got going on are clearly not meant to be afraid <laughs> you're meant you're meant to mow things down <laughs> but it's a vibe M&M. i'm not afraid <laughs> And uh, lastly, hey, are we getting Metroid Fusion back? They're mm-hmm. dropping it again. Damn, no reason to do that, but I'll do it. They really just giving love to Metroid now. I'm like, after ignoring it for so long, it's crazy. We have Dread, then we have Prime, then we have this. And they're, bringing and they're all, all back. All just coming out. Nintendo knows how to get into your nostalgia. They just pick and choose when they'd like to. Now, I'm not going to lie. Just having a re-release, though. <clears throat> Although, to be fair, I don't blame them for just making a straight-up just re-release. It's fine. I was curious if they were gonna, you know, maybe remake it, dread it up a bit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'll play the original. Having the original is just as good, you know what I mean? Yeah. Alright. So, that's it for the news. We got our nice little bit that we gotta go to. So... Keep an eye. Keep an eye on section. Kind of long this time. Got a lot of shit. <laughs> a lot of shit to keep an eye on this time. So, uh, first off, 
I want to show you guys uh, Infinite Guitars, which uh, Flair, you'll have a you'll have you'll have a kick out of this one. It's a rhythm RPG with that it's, oh, is about right. fighting mechs hmm? with guitars. <laughs> yeah, it's what? a rhythm RPG that's about fighting mechs with guitars. Guitar solo specifically, actually, it says here. And you have to release sync um, levels to release attacks. This is freaking sick. Yup. <laughs> Saw this one. It has an amazing art style. Looks awesome. Um, like I said, all the mini games are like rhythm games. You're having fun with it to to release different types of attacks on robots and stuff like that. It's it's clean. It's really clean. If you like fully coolie, <laughs> you're gonna great. probably get a kick out of this. I'm not gonna front. <laughs> Because if it wasn't inspired by this, then what are we doing? <laughs> In fact, it was better. Is it almost like a JRPG, cool. but whenever they attack, you like play the guitar? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's. And I'm watching the gameplay of it, and this looks pretty hard. Extremely well animated. There's tons of little mini games for like actually every single thing you're dealing with. So like. There's one further down where you're like running and dodging for certain types of attacks. So your character is doing a mini game in which they are animated to be sprinting, and a reticle appears, and your characters you have almost free control over <clears throat> them on a two D plane to jump, move, and dodge over uh, whatever attacks are being done to them. In some instances, hmm. and in other instances, um, like we saw, you're playing a rhythm game, you're loading up power, like it's one of those super active rpgs is the best way i can kind of describe it where like if you know how to play an rpg it's not good enough (laughs) (laughs) you have to have some type of tactile skill (laughs) awesome and this is releasing wait this is releasing way sooner than i thought it was (laughs) this is releasing the 30th of this month damn more money yeah march 30th it's releasing straight up 2023. This is way sooner than I thought. It's releasing on Nintendo Switch, Xbox, Game, uh, Xbox Game Pass, and PC. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, no PlayStation out here. Didn't know that. Unfortunately, but shit, crazy. I like how the UI is kind of like Back a mission of like Earthbound, Mother kind of RPG kind of games, or. Um, if you go back, want to go a little bit earlier, Okori, I think his name is this. Uh, it's like a really big throwback to that one as well, like where you have like the main, like the enemy is like the main background, and then all your characters are just portraits on the screen. It's like the classic one, so from time I remember, but I can't remember. Like, there's a ton of them that are like that, uh, that old kind of first person E RPG. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Dungeon Crawlers, right? Yeah. Sorry, of, yeah. Yeah, actually. Oh, Dungeon Crawler RPG. <clears throat> but by all means, please go check them out. That shit is fire. Uh, I'll repeat the name again for those. It is Infinite Guitars. Drops this month. I really thought we had more time. <laughs> so here's another game that we do have more time on. It's uh, Hyperstars. It's a 2D fighting game in which... Uh, I find really interesting because the main health mechanic is momentum. Um, the entire deal is that you're uh, doing the best you can to be offensive against your opponent. The more hits you get on them, the more life you get back, the more uh, <laughs> the more you push them into a corner, essentially. Um, 
the health bar is essentially shared and you're pushing the meter back and forth between the two of you and whoever gets to the end is how you get the uh it's how you get the the round essentially oh that's cool and it's kind of like um there's a mode in this similar to this in street fighter 6. it's loud um it's actually really cool uh like you know that little move there uh the mode they were showing off with the bull it kind of functions like this mm -hmm. Okay, so whoever has the momentum, the bull comes out and attacks for them. Not really. The bull is just kind of like a random element in a fight, except you don't win by, like, just, you know, reducing your health, opponent's health to zero. They have, like, a little momentum gauge, and the bull just does, like, a huge chunk. Chunk of it. Okay. So I never got to play the uh, the beta for six. I wanted to, but I didn't get a chance to touch it. Dude, I... This looks crazy. I'm I'm vibing with Hyperstars. Hyperstars is obviously kind of early, but I'm looking forward to it. I like the main character already. Off rip, we got a we got a punch girl. Off rip is one of the main people being made first, so of course I'm down. She got the huge gauntlets. Mm. Sick. And he means gauntlets. They are they are gauntlets. It's a vibe. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Hyperstars, look it up, guys. Look it up. It's like a paper anime sock and boppers. Boppers. <laughs> but nah we'll we'll see how the the art style turns out because we're we're obviously still pretty early mm. just getting the fighting game mechanics down but i keep that i hope they keep this momentum thing up though i think this will actually be really fun um let's see what else what else what else hobo cat games what you got motor oh yeah motor doom <laughs> this shit's wild so um, you ever wanted to play like a Tony Hawk game or an SSX game that just lets you like murder demons? I can't no. say it ever crossed my mind, but it does look great. <laughs> even if he's like, if you didn't, I mean, you know, you should want to because look at it. <laughs> yeah, spice up Tony Hawk a little bit. Yeah, okay, just murder some demons while we, you know, like, do tricks in midair, flexing to our friends. Bro, it's that's a case. sick kickflip. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you got a sick kick with that killed like 15 demons God, that's a that's mad combo crazy. bro did you kill him yo I did Christ <laughs> air while killing the devil it was crazy <laughs> <laughs> it was wild <laughs> Christ air just like beam of light kills everything on screen <laughs> stop hitting sure Christ the air mid combo like, hey, yo, bro you're killing all the enemies it's not fun anymore <laughs> The deal is to keep the tricks going as much as possible while executing everything, and while your style meter goes up, so does the crazy shit that happens on screen. <laughs> it looks amazing. You're also shooting while doing it, too. So you have a gun. And I, it looks like a book. There is a book floating around here. I saw that, too. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if it's a spell book or a Bible. Either way. It's kind of sick. Can we... Can, I, I don't want to be a dictator but can we jump to samurai unicorn like right now samurai <laughs> <laughs> flair have you looked at it go it's uh it's the second no it's the oh, last sam one. uni yeah trust sam me samurai unicorn is kind of fire oh my, god. <laughs> oh my god dude i was watching my jaw dropped and i was just watching it in silence and <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, this looks good. <laughs> so think of us so basically, um, it's a cyberpunk world, right? 
where you are a Resident Evil character with a JoJo stand. <laughs> in PS1 graphics. In PS1 style graphics. Maybe PS2. It looks so <laughs> good, dude. Like, they nailed the look, the feel, and then it was like epic and cinematic. I was like, bro, we didn't get games like that on the PS1 with these visuals. You know, we kind of did, but not like this. This is... God, this looks good. Yeah, Thank no, you. Samurai Unicornus gets sick, bro. <laughs> bro. You pushed that dude in front of a train. I can't God, bro. That like threw well. me back to playing like Legacy of Kane and uh, a bunch of other games when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, it's just something fun about this. It's just the idea that you're just running around with a gun being like, you know what? I, I am a Resident Evil character, but I could like do so much more though. <laughs> I can just yeah. I can just do a little bit more. They also like uh, the the designers of stuff like messing around with some of the uh, the art for the game and stuff like that. I'm trying to find it. There's like a picture they did earlier where it's like your titular character in this game just kind of chilling, vibing. I'm looking forward to playing it. Actually, one I would love to know when it comes out. Okay, I see the gameplay. Yeah, so you just walk around with a flashlight and you kind of survive in a side. Man, that what a what a mishmash. This is a good. I'm excited for this. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's Resident Evil, but if you had a stand. <laughs> oh, and then there, here's like a city street where there's like, oh, God, dude. And instead of zombies, they're like, um, but they're, well, I mean, I guess instead of bioweapons, they're still technically bioweapons, but they're more techno-organic than anything else. Yeah. Which is still cool. Bro, they I'll be honest, I don't even think Signalis looks like as PS1 as this. <laughs> this is like Signalis, keep in mind Signalis is kind of zoomed out and it goes into anime cutscenes to hide a lot of its uh to hide some of it, sort of. Yeah. So it's just kind of like uh certain cutscenes are just done through art as opposed to just straight up yeah. how it I, looks. I, I, I that game has a CRT it. mode, bro. <laughs> They're like, we want you to look like you're playing a PS1 key. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking like I'm, you're not wrong. I'm looking forward to Samurai Uni as well. I really want to know. When it's coming. Is there anything on a potential? I didn't mean to game? skip everything. I just no, no, no we, we're not even skipping. It's just Man. it's everything's here, so we can still talk about them. It's fine. Um. Just want to know, bro. Here's the actual gameplay with the guns. Yeah, bro. This is like Resident Evil Four, but on PS One. But like, oh my god, what what a what a find! It's so it's really <laughs> cool. you know you know it's good if I start shouting about it, man. Like, shoot, <laughs> what a as find. that M Metal Gear <laughs> Metal Gear vibes. All right, let me see. So. We got a Kickstarter project that's up here. Um, it is Mythcraft. It is a uh, complete uh, tabletop RPG. Um, it's called uh, Myth yeah Mythcraft Saga. You guys should probably go take a look at this, especially with I'm not gonna say any names, but a certain debacle involving other tabletop companies. Um, you may want to look into other ones just in case the one that you know everyone plays seems to not have your best interests in mind. <laughs> Yeah. But this one's definitely on here. Um it hasn't started its uh its official like uh project launch so that everyone can start like funding it and everything. But 
it's worth looking into it's pretty like if they say it's a brand new tabletop rpg universe um the systems feature complex uh, character creation rich combat and huge uh expanding universe um i hope the campaign starts off with real strong because i, I want to look at more of what this has to come but i felt like it was worth mm. putting out there for those that might want to check out something new yeah i i think there should be more tabletop like there are a bunch but you know what i mean like an expansive world that's as big as D D. that would be mm-hmm. cool to see more of and considering that like D- yeah obviously D D is the most popular but like considering how the recent controversies have been um let's just look for other things it, it's a good time to start looking for other things just in case you don't have to have yourself attached to this one company especially cyberpunk red ever come out i don't know i haven't heard anything just, about it just look that up i was gonna say i didn't hear anything i know it was supposed to come out with um is cyberpunk right out it is out wow dang damn all right, there you go. Top of cool. out. Well, well, I'll be sure to jump into that at some point. <laughs> we would have played Cyberpunk 2020, but that was a little too complex, man. <laughs> God, I hated it. Yeah, Flair, you had to move, right? You had to roll for that, but then you also had to like roll for like aim, Damn. roll for accuracy, roll for damage, and then roll for the body part. And it was like, oh, that's so fun. You have to do five rolls to do what? anything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the roll for the aim. rolling for the aim and then rolling for accuracy is the weirdest thing I've seen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how it went, anyways. I could be wrong, but it was strange. It's been a, I mean, it's been a minute since we played it, so I don't blame you if you're like a little iffy on the details. But I know what you mean. Where it was just like a lot of the stuff for the old version of Cyberpunk was very like tedious. Mm-hmm. Um. Next up, we got Only Rhythm, which look, man, this looks fun, bro. You're playing as like this little girl. It reminds me a little bit of uh, Hat in Time, but you have a gun <laughs> and a dash. <laughs> it's like so. If you liked Hat in Time, and you wanted to play a platformer that lets you shoot, and honestly, any third-person shooter that gives you a dash is kind of on my good side. I've said this yeah. before. That's just that's just how that works. That's what's happening in this game. It's got a bunch of themes, a lot of like changes ups. Uh, it's a like I said, platformer with the looks like you're almost dooming it a little bit <laughs> mm, doom child. um but obviously they got vehicles going on it's looking kind of fun uh this, new, this gameplay trailer what is this you look like a little girl with a gun in spyro's uh remastered world oh and i see you mm. also just play mario kart randomly at some point yeah like you just you suddenly you're just playing mario kart i think i saw her do something here at some point yeah she gets a stand apparently a lot of people playing things with stands <laughs> <laughs> I need to keep going on JoJo. I, I want to see the stands. I'm tired of Hammond. Uh, it's on. a good time to catch up because uh, JoJo Part 9, JoJo World. Yeah. Well, I finished Battle Tendency finally. I'm ready to actually start JoJo, you know? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> JoJo experience. But um, this one looks cool. Variations on levels are crazy. Um, <clears throat> variations on costumes are crazy. I see that they have decided to go the route of having what seems to be an underwater level. We'll see how this plays out. Mm. <laughs> because everyone knows water levels are kind of trash. But besides this, wow. What is she has the worst person mode? gun? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> she got dynamite in a tummy. Is this a JoJo reference? 
she got the yeah it, it looks like it's you. having her go to a various like various different mm-hmm. worlds too so like uh there's cowboy there's like an arabian theme like uh arabian nights kind of themed world there's a we saw the tommy gun we talked about for a second where she's like a on a train as like a bandit um there's one in the future looks like got like a mech outfit it's a vibe this, this, this is crazy check it out when does this one come out that's what i'm saying what is it even on i would love to know what, where it's seam powered there we go it is currently in early access 17 okay, bucks it might be worth a shot i wonder is it just multiplayer uh, yeah. or is it the single player it looks like it's single player um yeah single player it has split but screen though it has co-op and pvp I'm about to say yeah like i'm looking at some <laughs> gameplay right now of like some like a pvp mode that looks pretty sick actually yeah, it's single player, and then it has a split screen co-op and a split screen um, PvP. That could be fun. That could be very fun. God, all this movement and yeah, this would be toxic with PvP. <laughs> full on, yeah, full on PvP. Toxic, toxic shits. <laughs> the person was just running around, jumping, dashing through the air, using the stand, getting super speed, teleporting around. I was like, oh yeah, nah, I would, I would freaking hate having to shoot people in this. Like <laughs> <laughs> more than one person that can do this at a time. <laughs> I'm like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> God, you're not catching on anyone if they run away. <laughs> so we're checking out the the artist now, Tay B or Pixel Tay on Twitter. Um, they're putting out some sick looking stuff, bro. <laughs> Um, they have the, this very sick looking graffiti cartoon style that they got going on that, uh, mm-hmm. everyone should probably check out and enjoy just because lots of cool looking perspective work going on. Like this one right here with the, I think it's a cat. Looks I sick. I do like this. Mad Neko. Yeah. This one's sick. There's like some really dynamic looking poses and stuff like that. You guys should check it out. Poppy colors. Are you talking about the, the cat with the skateboard and the bat? Nah. It's called Mad Necro, and it's further down. It's orange. The main color is orange. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. Um, Nelnalium. This guy's got cool names. Oh, wow. This one's kind of fun. There's uh, there's one with the sneakers. Oh, his eyes are on. That's kind of clean. Oh, there's Necro orange. The sneakerhead one is kind of sick. How but far yeah, down? Just got sneakers. some sick-ass... Uh... Damn, this is, this is sick. We got some sick-ass art going on. I always check out this kind of stuff. Spoiler oh, sneaker- <laughs> sneakerhead. Yeah, sneakerhead. Oop. Who that? Oh, we Seems lost Flair. Seems like we might have lost Flair. Great, more art that. for me to save. Um, no, we'll, let's keep it moving. We, we lost Flair for a second. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else, what else, what else. What else we got on here? I miss you thing. There it is. Let's go here. See what else we got. Oh, we have a a artist and a game developer, uh, Chai Bonsu, I believe it is. Let's see what it is. They're making um, yeah, they're making this mech game. I don't know what it's called. They don't have a name for it yet, or at hmm. least I can't translate the name for it yet. <laughs> um but they're making like a top down like uh mech game that kind of gives me 
uh, Zone of the Ender vibes. It's extreme Zone of the Ender vibes, but it's just a. Uh, it's it's a uh, it's just top. Down How far down? Um... Yeah, you just go to media, and it's like the the first thing, and then you go down. Oh, you know, I keep forgetting team. you click on meet. Oh, I gotta log in. All right, hold on. Yeah, it's got easy. We got the little circle to let you know when you're like in the yep zone is the end. Like someone's been playing zone of the enders. <laughs> so it's awesome. Kind of can't it's wait to mess around. Me make that a but that was gonna be a minute before that one comes out. But like I said, they uh, they do a lot of different kind of arts as well. So you can always check out their stuff that they uh, they post. They do a lot of like pixel art and they're designing a game. So got got double sided on that one animator and literally it says animator game designer and handyman <laughs> so that's one freaking twitter man i swear uh next up we got photo guys there's the top down mech that looks cool that's all <laughs> i wanted to say I had to make a new account and everything just to say that i used Damn. the wrong email whatever um so photo guys is uh the best way i can describe this is it's a pokemon game but it revolves around the idea of like taking pictures of it's like if pokemon and um fatal frame fatal frame yeah that's the game i was looking for fatal frame uh had a baby, had a baby. yeah looks kind of cool stuff oh yeah it's ghosts okay kind of can't wait for that one out that and it's got cool. gamecube graphics yeah like really clean looking gamecube like very sharp gamecube mm. graphics i i've said it i don't know some ten thousand times on the podcast just in general but i love this push for like classic gaming looks because mm -hmm. now that we have the technology to do whatever we want you can go make whatever you wanted from back then with that visual style now you know and it's just yeah. it's super cool and then on top of that, it can look even better than it could have looked back then. So exactly, like this one, like Shadow Guys is a perfect example where it, like mm -hmm. it's way sharper and way more like contorted and like there's special little things you can do with it that you probably couldn't have done back then. But it looks mm -hmm. better now because you have the technology to make it not only look good, but you know it looks sharper. It looks like you can refine it into an even more interesting thing. Yeah, or just like the the unicorn one. Like, that was PS1 look through and through, but clearly way ahead of its time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm excited to see, like, over the next, like, 10 years what comes out with that look, you know? All right. That look and this look. I like this GameCube look. It's giving me, like, a, almost Wind Waker vibes. And uh, finally, we have, um, I think it's Melis Hamtani is what they're called uh is what their name is uh or hantani on twitter we uh what was the game yeah that's what it was they had a um they had like an isometric almost zelda like going on it looked really cool i liked how the level design was looking um oh. what they were designing so far and how it vibed it's um the hud actually reminds me a lot of uh Mega Man Legends, genuinely, mm. with the way mm. they did it, it's like um, it's like they kind of made like a more, uh, I guess melee focused Mega Man Legends game, but with a fixed camera angle and uh, and just 
uh, set things. They, they did some really cool, interesting choices on it. Is that the actual music from the game? Um, I'm assuming. I'm assuming so. Oh my gosh. It's lovely. What is it called, though? What is the game called? Uh, in the ocean. It doesn't actually say. Kind of sad, though, because I can't actually find the name of it. Let me see. Testing out how exploration works in the overworld. Yeah, I can't, I can't find the name. I think. Wait, I might, I might have found it. No, this person has a blog post, though, that's, uh, what? Also, welcome back, Blair. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what the heck happened to my computer. Managed that's to fine. recover my audio, and I have it playing right now, recording still. Okay, that's all good. That's perfect. Um, but, so, Flair, I'll just let you know. You should probably go look at the, I think we continued to, like, two other things while you were gone. So you should probably want to look at uh, where was it? You look at Onirism, uh, Pixel Tay, which was uh, the graffiti art style stuff that was happening, and um, Cha, I think it's Cha Buzu or Bozu, Bozu, something like that. I'm sorry <laughs> if I'm butchering these names, <laughs> but I they have some the name, pretty sick continue. stuff going on. But they have a Zone of the Enders game that's like a top-down one, too. Ooh. And then we went to Photogeist as well. Photogeist is probably the one that you'll find the most interesting because it is a Fatal Frame mixed with Pokemon. All right. Our Pokemon Snap Ghosts. Pretty much. I'm going to use them to fight for you. <laughs> that's, okay, that so Melos Han is... Uh... I think the hey okay so no I don't know I think that's actually the person that does the music for whatever company those games are and it says analgesic games 5 is the hashtag for um, this game so I don't okay. know what the hell it is but so if they're working on the uh, we're gonna let me music, test that music better. though you know See if ah, that's actually so better. then the game itself is um analgesic five Sophie. or whatever it's Sophine. What? yeah based on based on you helping me with one, that one two yeah, three four well that could be their other games because this is the it's their fifth game analgesic game five i keep saying that because that's the tag but i got nothing else going i put it in the chat but um the game i wanted like the music for it is great honestly and go check them out there it says that they're actually on spotify so you look at that the, the oh. game for it is yeah and i also posted a game to keep an eye out right uh let me go ahead and see that one so i'll explain it while you look isles of adalar uh it looks a little rough around the edges but it looks like morrowind but made by a different company and it also goes third or first person in the action i'm not sure if it's skyrim or uh, morrowind gameplay but mm -hmm. It looks like a spiritual successor to the game. That's always a vibe. Hmm. That's really cool. And like I was saying, I want more of these first-person RPG games. This one actually has crafting in it, too. Um, and then I think an event designer or something. Let me take a look. Where are you? There we go. Oh, yeah. 
I definitely see it. Looks, mm. it looks really like Morrowind. And it, the combat it actually says, looks a bit fast. Actually, looks way less clunky than most of the Skyrim games. Actually, looks yeah to me. It's I, kind of fun in comparison to those games. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Apparently, too, what they're doing is they're shipping it with an RPG maker in side it so it's an integrated level editor and steam workshop support so they're it's yeah it's like skyrim you know you got your uh mod oh, support like okay it's like 19 dollars right now mm-hmm. oh that's really cool the music in that trailer too sounds just like like morrowind or it's on early access anything too. by uh what's his name jeremy soul all right that's a vibe i like both of these Alright, so let me go ahead and put that on that. I think. And there we go. Well, guys, without further ado, that is going to bring this episode of Paper Play Action to a close. So, I appreciate you guys coming out. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Flair. No problem. For joining me on this episode. Fun every time. Also, I want to just thank the audience for sticking with us. It's nice to be on this third season now, and we appreciate you guys for being with us for two years now. It's at this point, so we're going on our third. Let's keep it going. Keep up the same energy. Thank you. Actually, let's crank up more energy more than anything. Um, as you guys know, because I'll just do the basic rundown as always. So, hey, if you want to send any questions to us at paperplayaction.com, you can answer it here on the show. Paperplayaction.com. You should also go and follow us on Twitter, where you'll actually get a ton of these games that we talk about and keep an eye on. We constantly post them and look at different things and follow them a bit more so that you guys can have more information on them. Make sure that you guys can see what's up. Um, as well as just obvious updates and things like that that come through with everything going on with the channel and everything attacking us in general. Um, obviously, more than anything, we appreciate you guys. Uh, more than anything, we just would like you guys to um, just spread the love, talk about the show more than anything else. But if you would like to donate in any capacity, um, all donations, 20% of those donations go to a charity of our choosing. We will choose a charity each month. Uh, this has always been a thing and something that we should probably just be sure to mention just in case those that forget, it's a thing. Um, as well as on top of that, um, we have the two chip jars. There's one that's on Twitter, which is through our Koji, and then also like, the Twitter one that's also there, as well as uh, the Cash App one if you wish to use it, um, which is Paper Play Action on that as well. So we have plenty of options for tip jars if you guys want to use them, but you know, either way, uh, at least 20% will be going to a charity of our choosing. Um, on top of that, Let's uh let's talk about a little bit of um weird we just wanna thank you all for being with us most of everything else. Um mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what the last thing maybe I kinda of forgot how to do this a little bit. <laughs> but I think we're good either way. Well, what is um, the subject? No, just the we're out we're closing out. I just no. forgot something I feel like I forgot something in the closing out statements, but Eh, it'll be fine. You guys will be fine without one, without it for like one episode. I'll remember it next time. <laughs> Y'all know the deal. <laughs> it'd be alright. Uh, like um, subscribe, <laughs> which you can do now. I guess that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he's like, but without further ado, we'll bring this episode to a close. Good night, everybody. Who's? Not good, sir.